Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Oi, you lot, you're listening to Garage Heaven, episode 87. On tonight's episode, the Mondlings sit and look back at the year of 2013. That's not Sigmar's calendar, is it? No, it isn't. Well, 2013 in the Mondling calendar, looking back at all the things that Games Workshop has done. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools, for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you 2013's Tops and Bottoms, I'm Chris of House U. And I'm the one who knocks. You think that of me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's it going, partner? Fantastic. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Happy to holidays. you as well. Thank Happy you. holidays. Wow. Another year wrapping up. This year went by quick. It really did. Well, part of the reason was we had almost 50% of our shows were book reviews. I tell you, if I wasn't sleeping, I was. Uh, we were doing army book reviews. <laughs> Seems like Jeez. it. But I can't complain about that. Or I can because I'm a gamer, but I won't because I'm not that gamer. (laughs) You just have to voice your opinion, right? Games Workshop can do no right. (laughs) They're putting out too many army books. What's wrong with you guys? It's got to be just right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, hey, um, you know, the holidays are upon us. And if you need that last-minute gift, or maybe, just maybe, if you got cash for Christmas... You may want to visit some of our sponsors. Who compose of Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois, Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age, Mirce Miniatures, that's M-I-E-R-C-E, Miniatures, dot com, dot com, Mantic Games, Guildpainting.com, and Battle Foam, protecting your... Uh... 
you're getting a little red in the face there. You that right? wasn't. Yeah, I was letting up my breath too quick. It started <laughs> up too quick in the beginning, and I tried to slow it down. I realized, oh, nuts. Yeah, yeah, I think you could have drawn more from the yeah, diaphragm. I, I there. actually forgot that I had said I was going to do long that until you were so halfway I through. To, I needed to like, I, you know, you, when you're going to do something like that, you kind of got to oxygenate. Prepare, kinda, yeah, you know, kind of oxygenate really quick. Yeah. Ah. Nice. That was all I had. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I think I think people have already turned off. Who am I apologizing <laughs> well, yeah. to? If you're painting to this, uh, <laughs> you just got an earful of army. <laughs> yes. If you walked in in the middle of that, I wasn't passing wind. <laughs> <laughs> or we're blowing out the cars. Uh, your car speakers in your car. Moogly, moogly. Oh Yikes. boy. Oh, so um. Hey, we've got a couple of shout-outs. Oh, Actually, yeah. A shout-out and, and a voicemail. Ooh, voice, voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, this one's from Jersey General. He says that on the last episode, we talked about possibly singing a carol for Christmas, but we weren't sure. Aye, aye. And he said he didn't think we had a, a good one to sing, so he took the liberty of writing one for us. How nice. And, of course, he wrote us the 12 Days of Christmas. Now, he wrote it the 12 Days of Warhammer Christmas. So it's all Warhammer themed, but there's 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 a problem with the Twelve Days of Christmas length. Yeah, it's too damn long. Yeah. However, if you do it like the Mackenzies and only sing the first couple and then jump right to the end, it works really good. But I think we should just take it from the twelfth day. Sure. All right. We'll just, hold on. We'll let just me have a Yeah, I'm going to have a little sip of beverage here. I'll take the evens dun, dun, so I don't get stuck dun, with the golden dun, rings. Dun, 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 I work dun, dun, at Burger King making people whoppers I'm a paper hat would you like an apple pie with that? Okay, that was not the song so drink your water and we'll, we'll cue it up. That was the that was the song you were belting out there. <laughs> but that's not the song. That, that, wasn't that, was, that was meant to be background you know, transitional oh, music. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so on the 12th day of Christmas my true love gave to me Twelve dryads marching. Eleven sea guards guarding. Ten skaven slaving. Nine goblins diving. Eight zombies rotting. Seven chaos chosen. Six-headed hydra. Five steam tanks. Four slayers slaying. Three peg knights. Two nurgle beasts. And an ungore ambushing, ambushing from, from a tree. <laughs> there you go. The twelve days of Christmas. Nice work. Uh, then he goes on to say, love the show, guys. Makes the two to three hours a day I spend commuting on the Garden State Parkway a little more tolerable. From the Jersey General, he's Jersey Boy 381 on the Garage Hammer forums. Thank That's you, Jersey General. GarageHammer.net. And he also, he's got a blog, jerseygeneral.blogspot.com. And uh, he talks 40K and fantasy stuff. So nice. uh, he just asked if we used our song, if maybe we could plug his blog jerseygeneral.blogspot.com jerseygeneral.blogspot.com I feel like we have to salute. Thank you Jersey <laughs> I know. General. Thank you sir. 
And we got voicemail. Oh, if someone wants to leave voicemail, how would they do it? Well, if you're in the United States, all you have to do is call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Call now. But if you're international, how do you do that? It's simple. You just put in a pair of zeros. Ah. Zero, zero, one, seven, five, seven, gh show 6 It's so easy. I'm going to call now. Oh, yes. And I double-checked that again. Just to make sure it was right when I before I did the show notes, uh, yeah, that's seven five seven four four seven four six nine six. For those of you who don't like to play with the letters on the <laughs> phone, um, however, like I said, we did get a voicemail. This one's kind of exciting. I'm going to crank this one up and uh, exciting and uh, play. Oh, I was excited when I heard it. Hold on. Oh, hey. Uh, okay, so I'm a listener uh, to your great show and. Uh, I'm living in China, and uh, so I'm calling the, with the international line. I guess it is a confirmation that the international phone line does work. Uh, uh, well, if, if this is played, maybe this won't work. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I just heard... Uh, Wait, don't tell me it ends there. It just cut off. Oh, boo. Uh, 23 seconds, and I was just like, I was so excited. Like, yes! Someone <laughs> All the way from China. Click. So, uh, I don't know, maybe... You know, maybe they don't want us play. They don't want oh, oh. play in China. The way the government cracked down, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> censored the message. Wait a minute, we, you know, too many, too many of the wrong words pinged up in the screening. Oh, uh, but seriously, I don't even know who that was because they didn't say their name. But call again if you can. Courier pigeon or smoke signals or something. Anything. Call again. That was so cool. I wanted to say who you were and I couldn't. And we got a call from China. We have listeners in China. That's awesome. That is kind of awesome. That is, wow. Who That's knew? almost as good as listeners in Korea. It's almost. It's not quite almost, that good. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> North or south? <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> the, call, you know, anyone could call. <laughs> well, I don't think they have phones in North. Oh. Any, oh, no, I'm serious. The government might. <laughs> anyway. What if the Korean government called us? The North Korean government. We love Ooh. your show. And they want to play Warhammer? I don't, well, you know, I'll, I'm, I can't go. I can't travel that I, far. I'm not going. You can go. I'm not going. <laughs> you, you go. You're not to, coming back. You have to politely decline. Yeah, there you go. Unless you're Dennis Rodman, then you can come and go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, goodness. So uh, that's the no- that's the voicemails and that's the shout outs. And why don't we uh, take a break? We're going to be coming back. We've got uh, some news and rumors, a few announcements, um, the toolbox, and then our GW year interview. So we'll be right back. Yes, I am preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because. Hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Oh, that Santa, you gave me a scare. Now stop 
problems today But I can't explain why I'm shaking that way Then I can see old Santa in the keyhole I'll get to the car and we're back. Hello. Hello. <sighs> nice fresh breath after almost passing out to an army. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't pass out on me here. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we're on to news and rumors. And the news and rumors, as always, is brought to you by the Circle City Circuit. So um, not much on the news and rumors front. Um it's the same rumors that are kind of percolating and picking up some steam. Yeah. Uh, that last list we had said dwarfs in January, but according to everything I'm getting, it's Tyranids in January. And dwarves would be pushed back to February? Probably February, which would match actually last year's release pattern. They got a, oh. uh, you know, they okay. had a, uh, 40K in January and then a fantasy in February. So hmm. if they keep to that pattern, that'll be good. But if they keep to that pattern, we're looking at another six or seven army books next year? Well... Five for Yeesh. fantasy, you know, if, okay. if they stick to that schedule. And four to five is okay by me. I don't mind. It's a lot of uh, army book reviews. Hopefully our listeners will be okay with that. Well, if, well, after the dwarf one, we'll probably try to... We're going to try to... Well, they don't matter after the dwarf one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the high elves. We got the the dwarfs. We're, we're pretty good. Did you say dwarves or dwarfs? I said dwarfs. 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 Sound I like, said dwarfs. Sound like dwarfs. No, I, I, don't, I don't say that because I know how to pronounce it. I don't, there's no such thing as a silent W. I know how to pronounce it. I just don't deem them worthy of correct pronunciation. Oh, see, We've that's about so nasty. That's just mean. <laughs> of all the races, of all the evil races, the, 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 the dark elves and their repugnant ways and the nasty, filthy skaven scraping for wormstone and stabbing each other in the back, and it's the dwarfs. It is. It's, it's got to be. You're so rotten. <laughs> you really are rotten. We want our crown back. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have shaved his beard. <laughs> I don't, you know, you're come on. Wait, hey, hey, we'll settle that on the table. <laughs> and uh, we will right. be. Yeah, we, sh- we shall. Oh, I'm saving up so much for that. I'm going to be buying. I just have a feeling I'm going to be rebuying most of the army. Well, that's that's kind of a good thing. That means there's a lot of new models then that'll be released. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I'd, so much, uh, so much of the dwarf. Army, it, I like you know my hammerers. Mm-hmm. It's opposed. I mean, it's like it's, yeah, yeah, they got the slightly unopposed. different beers. But right. yeah, the 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 hammerers, the iron breakers. It's all pretty much that pose. I mean, literally, my hammerers. I could put templates and things right mm-hmm. down on top of the unit, and they just balance right because they're all exactly the same. Right, you know. So it's like ugh. So I'm hopefully they'll come up with something a little more dynamic. But then I'm going to be rebuying a lot of stuff. So well, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to. Even though I might not respect them, I'm looking forward to what GW comes up with them. No, I'm hoping to sell off some more of this, uh, some more of these uh, warriors. I still got yeah. some warriors left. I still got a few ogres left. I'm going to put the orcs and goblins. What's left up soon? And Harrison's selling his Skaven, but that one I can't get my hands on that one. Okay. So, I, I do have somewhat of a local news story for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard. There's a, there's a. I won't say his name, but there's a local gamer in the Chicago area who had to go in and have uh, his le- one of his legs amputated oh yeah and uh so he went in for surgery and there was some sort of mix-up i guess this happens once in a while where they amputated the wrong leg are you kidding no so while he was under the doctors decided well okay fine we made this mistake we might as well amputate the correct one well they had to amputate yeah Yeah. so he wakes up he's not missing just the one he's missing both legs oh my god so understandably he uh goes to sue Uh files a lawsuit but uh, no attorneys would take his case 
Because he didn't have a leg to stand on. Oh, you know the joke. No, I just Boo, thought about it when you, you know said the joke. Case. I can't believe you're trying to pull that. <laughs> I was sitting here all horrified. My wife's a nurse. I've heard stories about that. Oh, yeah. If, people write down. Like, yeah, if you're not go- this one. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you're going in to have something removed, write on the both of them which one to do it to. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate to ruin your... I hate. To, oh, I, I didn't mean to spoil your right. joke. No, but that's like, fine. I you're too sharp for it. I, I didn't realize it was a joke until you're like, no attorneys would take his case. I'm looking at you, kind of looking at me. You get this smile. And I'm like, oh. Oh, did my face get away? Uh-huh. Yeah. You ain't got no pup 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 poker face. <laughs> I guess not. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. A- any other uh, news or rumors? Uh, not really. Um, you know, I mean, just. Have you been keeping up with the uh, Advents releases? Um, there has I didn't see today's. There has been a couple more of the Advent. Today's was a. It's not every other day. Today's was an ultramarine, I think, yeah. character. Um, let's see. They put out a chaos beast of the chaos wastes. Mm-hmm. So there's one that I, I don't know if it's formations for the hmm. for all those warriors of chaos beasties, and then there was another one that was um, like a, like four or five scenarios, like for like a mini campaign. I okay. was thinking about downloading that. I almost downloaded it today before you came over, but I was too busy. But I think I still may download it. That any any armies can play. Yeah, any armies other. can play, and then it says, but uh, winning. It's one of these things where the the scenarios lead into another. Yeah. So you get a the the winner of the one game gets a bonus in the next game. Oh, so, so, okay. So, so how right. they they're not just oh, we play game after game after game, so but they're you actually build experience linked. Or... Yeah, they're actually linked so that you get like benefits. That. Then the winner of the second game gets a benefit. So it's not Ooh, you know I like the sounds of that. Yeah, um, they've done it before. They did it with Tamarcon. Yeah, you know you want a benefit, but all those benefits just piled up and were saved until the last battle. Do you do you know what sorts of benefits? I haven't are seen gained? a thing about it. I'm definitely going to pick it up though because I liked the the two battle scrolls I bought the two. Uh, yeah. The Restless Dead and the 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 Crypt Horror one. Because I would wager that those benefits, whatever they are, you might want to draw from those ideas in the campaign that you're creating. Because it, it might give you an idea if they're not uh, something that you've already thought of. Well, we're doing something more experience-based. This is just something that will benefit you in the next... Sure. In the next round. But I de- that's why I want to pick it up. Because it's like, oh, that's, that's yeah, interesting. What are, what are they doing? Yeah, exactly. I'm actually done with the campaign. Only thing I have to do is type up the random events chart because mm-hmm. I went to go email it last night and I'm going through and proofing it. And I get to that spot and it says, okay, I know I have to add this chart here. <laughs> and I read it and went, well, are you kidding me? There's always um, something. So, yeah, I got to type that up. Other than that, I thought I had it ready. It was all going to get sent out. So, But the campaign's up and ready to go uh, based on the approval of all the players. Sure. There's, Pending approval. There's one or two things that I highlighted mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, guys. These are the last things up for question. Do we want to even bother with them, or do we like them or not? Once we agree on that, we're good to go. Are you going to title it something? You know, it's Warriors of the Northern Wastelands. Warriors of the Northern Wastelands. Yeah, okay, you know we're, we're playing it. So all right, you know the chaos wastes and things. Sounds good. I'm all excited about that, but um, that's really about it. I think. Uh, I mean, it's the end of the year. I mean, you know, the advent calendar is going to keep pumping stuff out. Well, they've, they've Christmas. Uh, pumped out a lot of Hobbit stuff. I don't know if you want to talk about oh, that. Oh, that's or... right. They did that. That did come out since the last time we talked. Did we even mention that? Really? Mm. The, you know, it, maybe did you see them? Did you see the models for the Hobbit? I, I did. I the the ones that I looked at were the the dwarves and the barrels. Yeah, and which is kind of cute, but I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, if, I'm assuming maybe it works in gameplay. If you want to set up a thing where well, I, I'm, a, get yeah, down I'm the assuming river. It, it recreates that scene in the movie for those who have seen it, but. 
I'm telling you, I looked at those elves, and I was looking at them in the white dwarf, and those elves are weird looking. Like, I just I just didn't like their faces. And I know faces are a tricky thing mm-hmm. to get, but they just got these giant foreheads. Like, they look weird. I'm looking Do they at look them. too masculine? How, how does Toriel's uh, miniature look? That's uh, oh, Evangeline Lilly's character in the movie. I'm not. I'll, hold on. I'll see if I can find her. Because in the past, GW has had some trouble modeling female characters. Although recently they've been much better, like in the witch elves and everything. Those All right, here. Turned out great. Look at her and Legolas. Le- she's on the next page. There's Legolas. Just take a look at that Legolas Greenleaf. They all have these giant foreheads. Oh, it's like a, the, the low brow. With the low brow, yeah. And she's the same way. Yeah. And if yeah. you actually page back a few to the Mirkwood Raiders, they all look like that. They've all got these low-browed, stern look, but they're like half forehead. And I'm usually not one to complain, but they just look odd. They almost look like the uh, lead orc in Return of the King. You know how he's got that really strong forehead? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just really odd. Look, like They don't look like elves. They've got really... And it's not just that, but their foreheads look wide. Look at this one way off on the left yeah. here. That's like a Frankenstein head. Yeah, it's got a pronounced forehead. At least forehead. in the picture. I mean, in the picture. Maybe you can file it, that down. File down their forehead? Gee whiz. I don't know. Is that plastic? Yeah, they're plastics. Yeah. I don't know. I said, I'm not a complainer normally. But given the current standard of uh, yeah. their other fantasy stuff, they're, they're okay. The, the doors and the barrels, I would say, yeah, they're they're cute. I don't know if they're $65 cute. Well, you do get 14 models. So. All in barrels. Yeah. The spiders look pretty good. You know, the guys with masks look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, I was, I was a little unimpressed, actually, with this release. But that's just me. Yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at it, uh, and I've never played a game. So, Harrison and, and I and his friend Ian have played in the, some of the basic when it was still How Lord was of the Rings before it was The Hobbit. It's not bad. On a skirmish level, it's 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 kind of fun when you're playing the smaller. Upscaling it to War of the Ring, it's, I'd rather just play Warhammer. You know, okay, That's the whole right. point. Is I'd, it's another one of those things where every character, there's no building characters. You've got units, and yeah, then right. you've, you, got you've got the characters already built character, for you. Right. Sure. And every time I play a battle, if it doesn't turn out like it turned out right. in the story, I feel weird. That's like, not oh, how that's it not... happened. Exactly. So, well, it's it's not how it happened in the movie, but the movie's not how it happened in the book necessarily. So, well, it's I, one yeah, big but I mean, cluster. you know, but when you get into these things and the bad guys win, you know, like, well, wait a minute. Well, no. Yeah. Well, then why, just why play otherwise? Well, that's what I said. That's, I have trouble. I don't play a lot of historical. Any, I just have a problem with recreating historical battles. Because if then if I, I they wind up not going the way they really went, I feel like it went wrong. You're like, oh, so Axis and Allies is probably not your game. Uh, Axis and Allies, and those that's different a little bit. It's just because that's it's not named. That's not. I don't know. It's I. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. I just something about it. You know. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about uh, circle back and talk about the Hobbit movie, Desolation of Smaug. Yes. It. Yes. Does that bother you? Well, no. That's that's how it's pronounced. I always thought that's I how it's pronounced. I thought it was Smog. S M A U G smog. Yeah, A U is pronounced ow. Really? Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be ow, it's like smog. But if you listen to the books on tape and stuff, and I actually a friend of mine got me one year a thing of Tolkien reading bits yeah. excerpts. Tolkien pronounced it smog. So, smog. So it's smog. Okay, it's smog. <laughs> Morgan read it and thought it said the movie title was the destination of smug. 
Not the desolation of Smushy Miss like the too. destination I mean, of he's smug. trying to get home, ultimately. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the destination of smug, I guess this is where people go and they want to take a 200-page book and stretch it to three movies and laugh <laughs> right. all the way to the bank. That's a little smug. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> you can make, make the uh, the movie previews a three-part preview, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? Why don't... Uh, why don't we just move on to the toolbox? Since I, I got nothing else as yeah, far as sure. rumors go, sure, we can toolbox it. You know, there's been some fun new stuff going on, but nothing I can really think of offhand. So the toolbox, which is brought to you by Kazark Superstar, Kazark Superstar, Kazark Superstar, Superstar. I'm not gonna do that again. Dot com. Dot com. Chaos Orc, O-R-C dot com. There you go. All right. What have you been reading? Uh, well, I finished uh, Malekith. Okay. Finally. I know it took forever. Yes. Uh, it, that was good. It ended very abruptly, but then it picks up right away in Shadow King. Yes. And I'm finding Shadow King to be very interesting. I loved Shadow King. I really did. The thing I like about it is Aletha Nar, who's the main protagonist, his grandfather was the standard bearer for Anarian. Yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. Because it totally fills in. It puts his character in context, kind of in the grander scheme. Exactly. It's it's cool. Oh, I, I, I it was so good. I really did. I liked it so much. I know Christopher, I think Christopher read the first one. I think he did. And then he started reading the second one, and he didn't like it. He was like, oh, it's like he's like Batman. He's just, you know, it's, it's, uh-huh. and he is kind of like Batman. Sure. If you look at the, but I like Batman. <laughs> so, I, I like Batman, too. So I'm just like, I mean, there's so many great parts with that. And but just, it's cool to see, you know, they, given they, how they set, th- set things up in Malekith, you get a different angle kind of midstream of how things are shaken down. And when you see all the stuff he does, and he isn't, you know, it's, it's funny because he's one of the heroes, mm-hmm. but he's not uh, amazingly likable either. Like he's Kind of an anti-hero? Well, he's got a bit of that uh, Nagarith, yeah. you know, ness to him. That it, even though he hates, it, he never would have turned bad. He's got sort of that, we're from Nagarith, we're really, you know... Kind of want to do yeah, our own I, thing. Yeah, and I don't yeah, need your yeah. help and Grudge, stuff like he's that. He's a grudging hero. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and those are the most interesting, I think. You know, the goody two-shoe... Yeah. You know, we're doing it for good. Eh. Well, I mean, Tyrion and Teclis are doing it for good, and they're fighting and doing their thing, and they're not nearly as... Well, but it's they're, just, they're not as textured, I should say. I mean, they're interesting in the, you know their history and their powers and everything, but... They're not as textured a character as right. Well, like, like I said, the, in fact, that Tyrion and Teclis, I didn't realize the third novel was out for them. I read, uh, you know, uh, Blood of Anarian, and then sort yeah. of, uh, I think it was Sword of Kalidor was the, that's the Sun Sword he found. Okay. And then the third was like Malekith's Bane or something like that. I had no idea what it was. I was on Black Library, like, the th- and I didn't know until I clicked on it. What is it that it was the third book? Because I'm like. Everyone else had something to do with this Malekith's Bane. I didn't. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Intriguing. Yes, he doesn't like. Uh, he does not like Tyrion or Teclis. So right, they are his bane, I suppose. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to reading that. But uh, so did you just finish that, and you're starting Alethanar. Yeah, I, I've just started Alethanar. Excellent. So I yeah, excellent. I'm well on my way. How about you? Um. Oh, have you have you listened to anything? Are you still audibling? Or? Uh, no, I'm not. No, you're not. Did you ever listen to the first book you got? Uh, it, you know, to be honest, it was hard to listen to it. I just couldn't get into the reader, I think. Oh, uh, sometimes that happens. What book did you get? It was um, based on that movie, um, Master and Commander. Oh, okay. Which, have you seen that movie? No, I still haven't seen that movie. Promise me over winter break that you watch that movie. I will movie. try to watch it. it. I gotta a get, good movie. I'll get a hold of it and I'll watch it. It's probably on Netflix. 
I guarantee it is. Okay, then I will I will watch it. Okay, but yeah, I haven't finished that book. Someone actually emailed me and suggested that I I listen to it on like double or triple speed. You can speed it up a bit. I, it, a lot of times, here's the thing with a lot of books. I think you always got to get used to a new narrator. You've always got to get used to their voice because you know you've never heard them before, and now they're right. reading a story to you, and they're going to have their own certain style, their own pace to it. Um, everything I've gotten used to and gotten to enjoy just. All but one or two readers I've listened to. Hmm. Like the guy who does The Hobbit, it really takes a while to get used to listening to him because his voice is very gentle and very soft-spoken. It's like I know people like, it was like, oh, it'll put me to sleep. I'm like, no, he's <laughs> really good. Um, the guy well, who does cater towards his younger right. audience. Well, no, actually, it's just uh, it's, it's just reading the whole book. Well, I mean, it's, you know. Well, but it's, the, the Hobbit was written for no, what I'm age? Like, The Lord of the Rings, he reads all oh, of it. I the see. Lord of the Rings, okay. all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who reads Harry Potter is great. The guy who reads Dune is really good. Took me a while to get used to his cadence. Harrison didn't like him at first, and once he got used to it. Uh, the guy who reads Name of the Wind, his voice is kind of high-pitched, and we were like, yeah. oh, my God, this is the guy I'm going to listen to for 34 <laughs> hours. A couple hours into it, you're like, whoa, this guy's – you know, once you get used to them, then it's like – especially if they're doing a couple of voices, right. doing a few things, like, oh, this is pretty good. It's like, well, but maybe, maybe that's the case. I'll have to give it another shot. But, uh, yeah, no other listening to books since then. Yeah, I finished Neuromancer, which is just about the only reader I I didn't I can actually say I didn't like. I can't remember his name, but I don't even think he knew what he was reading. And whoever was editing and working with him wasn't certain because that, they had those EMP devices. Yeah, and he kept calling them EMPs. Oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to do this. Well, maybe ja- that's part of the vernacular in that. Oh, he was supposed universe. to do this, this Jamaican accent, and it was just terrible. I mean, it was just he couldn't do accents or voices, and he kept trying to. And it was, I mean, I love the story Neuromancer. Right. Um, Th- that is so, a hard read. In I, my opinion, it was a hard read because the, a lot of the terms and jargon, it, they lay it on so thick. True. And, and, and so they paint a good, vivid picture, but it's, sometimes it's hard to. Well, it's piece weird it now because it's it's a little dated. I mean, some of it right. still works, but even then, some of it's really odd. I mean, there's no so cell phones. Are they talking about like modems and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ver- in fact, the very first. Um, the very first line is how the sky looked like a channel that was that was not on, or like a it's channel. Static. Like, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't see that. You, there, hardly. Yeah, even there, there was I, at the end of the book. There was this whole afterward. This guy, you know, wrote, wrote about you know he listened, he read, he's a big fan of um, his and this stuff. And there's just so many things that he writes about that just he was looking ahead, sort of right. making stuff up, and a lot of it came true. Some so of it's, it's cool. way off, but some of it's yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody has cell phones. He didn't think of cell phones. Uh, all this computer jacking into the matrix, literally jacking into your own head. Right. But never thought of <laughs> cell phones. <laughs> it was just a, sort of an odd thing. Tablets. And, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what can you do? But uh, I did finish listening to that. Uh, I actually picked up the Blade itself, the First Law Trilogy, booked one, um, because I had to well, actually, I got a $10 coupon. They're like, oh, thanks for being a customer. Here's $10 off. And it was on sale for $10.21. <laughs> so I got it for $0.21. Cents. Big spender. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone's been talking about it on the different podcasts. Curry was talking about it. What's it's, it called? It's by Joe Abercrombie. It's called the First Law Trilogy. It, the book one is called The Blade Itself. The Blade Itself. Huh. So I'm, Fantasy? Yeah. Well, what the hell? $0.21. Cents. We'll give it a shot. Sure. I got my credit still sitting there from this month because I didn't want to waste on something that was twenty one cents. Oh, right, you know. So, but I'm now I'm sitting on it. I don't know. It's like, 
well, do I want to download the second Game of Thrones book? Because I finished the first one, uh, and it was it's actually I love the show. Yeah. Book's actually a little better. I mean, I would imagine you know, that the it book is. is better. Although a lot of it is, I mean, there's stuff that I could just picture it from the TV show. I mean, right. there's certain scenes that were just lifted out. Sure. But the details are really good. You get to understand the characters better, like you know, like you would expect. Sure. Um, I mean, rarely is the TV or movie adaptation better than the book. Yeah, but HBO is doing a pretty darn good sure. show. Sure, yeah, it's definitely a good show. But uh, so it's like, I'm sitting there, do I want to spend my credit on that? Because I know the library has it. I just have to wait for it. Uh, so it's like, do I want to buy one when I could buy a book I know that the library doesn't right. have? So it's, it's, I'm just being stupid. I haven't downloaded <laughs> anything yet. I can see the sense of the tension. Yeah, I kind of because I don't know what, what to, are you get. to do. Oh my god! Uh, so I'm still reading the Demon Book. Mm-hmm. I'm really starting to lean towards possibly just taking a mixed army and not worrying about playing Mono God. Just like play what I like, play what looks fun. You sure. Know? I do. Uh, the, can you still use the term Chaos Undivided if you go mixed? I guess that's what you would call it if you go with it. Now, okay, they're gonna have hatred for each other. Well, okay, well my guys aren't gonna fight themselves. Well, the, the, the only thing is uh, you wouldn't be able to use your general or BSB. If it's their leadership for the yeah for the but they they don't run they're they're unstable yeah so it's based off of their now granted I mean it's only a, it's a point or two right but I'm like okay I mean I still want to do the mono nurgle but the mono nurgle's got to wait until I make this deal in, in March or oh, April I see. right you're biding your time yeah and I'm looking at other things so I, I bought I remember I bought the uh, the super chariot the super slanish chariot mm-hmm. the one that you make out of two chariots yeah that's kind of sitting there. Oh, what did they call that thing? The Hellflare? The Hellflare, yeah. yeah. I got a couple uh got a couple of boxes of demonettes on hold at UGG. Oh, nice. So I figured, you know, throw a little Slanesh stuff in there, it'll be fun. You you should do that because then you can see if you do decide one faction, you've you've exposed yourself to all of them and you can kind of get a little taste. Well, yeah, cuz I know I'm going to do the Nurgle thing cuz I like it. Yeah. And I'm going to do some pure Nurgle stuff with like just lore like do like you said just out of the book all Nurgle. Mm. You know, instead of having the, you know, the that internet death. Two cannons plus Nurgle. Yeah. I'm just going to have all Nurgle. But I'm also, I mean, there's it, they're all interesting to me. So I'm, I've been reading the book and I've decided I'm going to play with a little bit of mix. I mean, I've got some, the blood letters and the blood crushers. I've got right. some of those already. I've got some pink horrors. I've got, I'm getting a bunch of plague, uh, plague bearers. So yeah, I just need some Slanesh stuff and I'll have a, a little taste bit of, everything. of everything and see what I like. So very cool. This is I'm really looking forward to this. This might be the army that I'm really going to take time and play with and paint and do yeah. fun stuff with. Because I'm looking forward to your experimenting with that army because I think you'll have a lot of fun doing that. It's just there's so much I can do with it. That's, yeah. yeah, and it's, it looks like a lot of fun. So uh, I've been reading that and I'm reading Descent of Angels for after Olenor because we're oh, just finishing okay. up Fulgrim. Very nice. <sighs> I, I saw that was a multi. Episode review of that book. Oh, the book is longer than it's the longest book of them so far, and I had a lot of questions because there was just stuff happening that I didn't necessarily know about, and then we just kept getting. I mean, there's so many characters and so many people acting in weird ways that right. we just you kind of have to like diagram it out. No, I mean I've got all these notes. I mean I've got pages and pages of notes, and and Greg and I were just talking. And it was literally it got to be like we'd been talking for four hours, and we just hit Jeez. the end of the third part, and I edited it down to just over three. I'm like, we got to cut it here. Right, we just we got to cut it. So we're going to record the rest like tomorrow or the next day. What number book is Fulgrim in the grand scheme of things? Out of the twenty twenty some odd five twenty six something Jeez. like that. Yeah, and they're going to do at least that many more. Are you serious? Well, last time Greg was at the uh, when Greg was at the uh, Black Library yeah. Weekender, uh, the first one. So this is around about book twenty twenty two. 
Um, they said they've got enough stories where they could do it. They could at least double the That's amazing. number of books that, there. You know, let me just say for the record, I'm totally jealous of the guys in the UK that, you know, they just walk down the street and they can go to Warhammer World or the Black Library thing. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this magical, mystical land where they have expo- such close exposure to all these authors and artists and everything. Yeah, they just, that's yeah, right, all right there. Oh, yeah, went to Warhammer World to play. Like, people, like, go there and it's like, I need yeah. to stop it. I need to go to Warhammer World when I go to England. I know that, that, that's. I still get. I still get looks from Heather when people bring up the fact that when Harrison went to England with Heather and her mom, they're like, "Oh, what do you want to go see when you're in England, Harrison?" And he's like, "I want to go see Warhammer World." It's like all the things in England you could go, all the history, all the cool stuff. Sure, but that ranks guys got to rank I up there. I want to go see Warhammer World. So <laughs> I, that's what I would want to see. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go too. I, I'll take him. So okay, so that's my reading. What about? Uh, Hobby, what have you done? Uh, yeah, still I, plugging away? Still plugging away, um, although I'm kind of at a divergent point. Uh, so I'm experimenting with high elves and uh, non-metallic metals. I saw you tweeting about that. Uh, yeah, and i got to tell you, that's hard. It doesn't seem easy. It's why I haven't done it yet. I haven't even tried it. I've attempted uh, on four different models, two different techniques, it just doesn't look convincing. It just looks like uh, you know heavily layered brown and yellow. It doesn't look like it's gold. It's got to mix perfect though. It's I mean it looks really hard. I don't know. Um, I know that I I did order all those DVDs on uh, the Kickstarter yeah. from uh, Jim, Jim Wapple, and I know he's had some trouble getting the renderings done. So it's been a, it's a little you know a little slow getting okay. here. But we should have them eventually soon. And I did. I think I did order a non-metal metallics in there. So okay. Well, I'm, well, maybe I'll tap into that and see. But you know, I'll throw this out to the listeners. If anyone could post a reliable article, or if they have a, a technique down, I'd love to see what you guys are, are using out there. Because that's something. I, if I can nail it down, I will. If it takes too long, or if I can't do it, then I'm just gonna have to bypass that step. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Is I'm looking at that going, this could be, it, it, it looks like it, if, if it's done, it would be really sort of satisfying mm-hmm. to do. Right. Because, man, when they're done, when they're done right, they look cool. Like, wow, because you can really sit there and focus exactly where the light's hitting and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, man, I just, that's a lot of work. I, it, but, I, as of now, it's beyond my capabilities. But I understand like to, color way better than I do, too, because you work at graphic arts all the time. I would, I'm just looking at them like, I don't even know what colors you're using. I don't know what you're doing. Well, that's doing. the thing. I, these tutorials say use these colors and mix them in these proportions, and I follow it you know, to the T, but for whatever reason, it's just not working out for me. I have no idea, but it's, ugh. So, so what else are you doing? So, yeah, the, because of that, the high elf progress has kind of slowed. So kind of shifting gears just to maintain my interest back to orcs and goblins oh really yeah so i finished my final and sixth spear chukka okay i could feel the full 10 war machine you know compliments nice if i wanted to uh and then i put finishing touches on uh, two trolls so this is the eye towards my 2400 point list that i may feel that adepticon so if i if i choose to feel that i don't have to do any hobby nice yeah very nice so that's about it for me in terms of hobby. How about yourself? Uh, I finished building my six new Vargais. The legs showed up from Hordo Jeez. Bits on eBay. Six new Vargais. So how many can you field? Fifteen. Man. You should do two units of like seven. That's what I'm thinking, you know. Not against me, but <laughs> some other chump. Who else do I play? <laughs> well, Harrison. Harrison. Oh, you call him Grant? Harrison a chump? No, I'm, well. He, he's a garage gamer. <laughs> he must be one of them Other chumps. people or a random chump who doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I could do um, one short of being able to, I don't know, three short of a horde. 
We were texting That'd be that. ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Wouldn't it be beautiful, though? A flying frenzied horde. Yeah. I just tried at least once. I'm thinking, let's see, that's three times 18 is, what, 54 plus frenzies, another 60. And then if I made a champion, 61. Mm. 61 attacks from them. Plus stomp. Plus the six stomps, yeah. That would be fun. Oof, that's like, with my luck, I'd fly them. They would just get, oh, they got, they got hit with it. You, you'd, you, that would be, I'd bring them, and you'd be like, here's my 10 war machine list. Bloom, <laughs> plam, <laughs> flim, <laughs> flom, flum, foot of gore. two left. You can only put back one wound per casting oh, because yeah, they're vampiric. <laughs> yeah, screw that noise. I ain't doing that. Okay. I, I say you tried just at least once, just to say that you did. Yeah, there you go. I might. You never know. Uh, let's see. I don't know even if I said this on the last show because I built like just about all my. I built all my uh, mantic character models that I bought. Mm-hmm. I built finally my. Uh, I finally built my. This I believe is the Mirce. Oh the, yeah. No, this isn't the Mirce miniatures. This is the uh, Forge, Forge World standard. The that Forge thing is awesome. White standard. This thing is awesome. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Uh, I built Kairos Fate Weaver. Oh, is this in preparation for your demon army? Yeah, I got one a long oh, time ago. Man. I didn't know you were going to go that route. I ha- well, I'm just saying I have one. I got one a long time ago because Harrison always said filth. those things. Absolute so filth. There's Kairos Fate Weaver. It's much smaller in person. I know. It seems tiny, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a gorgeous model, though. It yeah, really it is. is. Nice. It's fine cast. It's got no holes, although it does have some rather thin spots in the wings. Like I can see light through them. Yeah. But it's another model that I didn't have any problems with, any issues with. It just was a nice model. Now, with all your demon prep going on, is there a tournament that you uh, have an nope. eye towards? Nope. No, just open ended. Because I'm not even going to start until after Adepticon. Because mm. I don't know if I'm bringing VC or dwarfs to Adepticon, but right, I'm going to be playing with my dwarfs for a little while. It's going to be the a busy hobby like, year for you. Yeah, and yeah, I got a couple of armies. I'm going to try to wrap up a lot of the VC stuff and kind of you know I've. Build a few things here and there yeah. that I want to build and paint. Um, I've still got that terror guy sitting on a shelf, the second terror guy that I never built. Yeah. And, and, like, and you're flying Black Coach. I got, yeah, i got to finish that. I'm so tempted just to buy a fine cast one just so it'll be easier to Did you see I, I tweeted uh, West Coast, retweeted West Coast Hammer's uh, flying coach? No. You saw that. I think you commented on it. Did I not? I don't think it was me. It was to you. you uh, I I included you in, in that tweet. I don't think I responded, though. I mean, I might have missed it. I don't know. Okay. It's, I'm, it's possible I'm terrible like well, that. Well, he, he did a good job. It's pretty cool. Well, hooray. Oh, I did do. Uh, I did get uh, a trade for some of my ogres. I traded with uh, a gentleman named Matt McCord. Matt's the guy who, who got Harrison the, the, the basically... Like a whole bunch of War Machine horses. I'm not playing anymore oh, here. Yeah. Harrison can have it. But he traded some of my orcs. <laughs> he had a box of the uh, Avatars of War Dwarf Slayers. Oh, wow. So I got the box of the Dwarf um, Slayers. They're pretty cool. They're not the exact size. Yeah. Um, Close enough. But they're they're pretty sharp. They're actually, I think their heads look quite a bit smaller. Oh, but I didn't realize they were in plastic. Yeah. Are Avatars of War now moving towards plastic? Um, I Well, I mean, for the few units that they have that are actual units of models, they're plastics. Oh, I didn't realize. And uh, these are some really nice models, though, and I'm looking forward to adding them to my already five dozen Slayers I've got. Slayers, look, Slayers are going to end up being awesome in the next book. Well, I hope so. I got a lot of them. 
Because they have interesting fluff. You know, I like the idea of them. I just want them to be playable. I just, I mean, right now they're playable. I could totally take them. Um, in fact, I was sitting there playing with some dwarf lists, you know, before. Yeah. And I totally would be the guy who takes five dwarfs, makes them all champions, and just runs them in a straight line of five and just use them as a tar pit, tie people up. Now they're unbreakable? They're unbreakable. Toughness four, no armor. Right. Two attacks a piece, something like that. Uh, two attacks a piece. Three if you give um, if you upgrade them to champion because they keep okay. getting extra attacks, and uh, you can make them all champions because you go basically from uh, troll slayers to giant slayers or something like that. All right, and then um, you can give them the extra hand weapon. Right, so that would bump them up. They could have like up to like four attacks. I think. Are they strength four? Uh, I think so. But then they've got a special Slayer rule. I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. Their special Slayer rule is, I think, up to toughness six. Um, huh. they, 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 their strength just automatically matches. Oh, geez. Whatever. That's awesome. Up to the, the, their toughness. Hmm. Up to toughness six. So they just. That's pretty cool. Yes. And like I said, if you make them all champions and you put them in a little conga line of five, which is yeah. people hate, you run them up and there's just the cha- champion. So you have to direct all your attacks at just the front guy. Man, that's like the ultimate conga line. It's the ultimate tar pit. Five guys yeah. in a row, boom. But people want to punch you in the face for playing it. Huh. It, it. And it's like 100 points for that little unit of right, five right. because they're all champions. But they, and like they, a slayer if dart. they get a chance to do something, they... they yeah. I should, I should do that. That would infuriate people. I think you can only have like one or two in your army. Or one unit or two units in your army unless mm-hmm. you take hero or lord level slayers. And then you can get extra oh, units. Okay. There's a lot of that in the dwarf book. You can only have as many long beards as you have warriors. Well, it's an older book. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of those. Right. I, that's why I'm excited to see what's going to change. You know, everybody, I love when the new book comes out, like even if it completely changes the army around, like it did with VC, it really changed it mm-hmm. a lot. I like it. It's exciting. I mean, if, as long as it's balanced, because right, right. now it's, it's a little lopsided. It's hard to it's, play. It's, you're you're it's, handcuffed in too many ways. It's got some weird rules. And as long as it's balanced, I'm ready for anything. I don't, I just, I'm ready for anything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be new and exciting. Fresh. Yes. So let's get back to models assembled. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That, that's about, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I pulled you off topic there. Oh, and the last thing is I built all these. I had. I realized I had all these Mantic uh, Karen Wraiths, or their mm-hmm. uh, version of the Karen Wraiths, and I just put them all in these bases. And then I was like, you know what? I was thinking I could use them for... Because I really only use them for units. Because I have the GW, a couple of GW rates, because they were so nice. I picked a few up. If I was going to use them for characters, mm-hmm. I would use the GW rates. But individually, I think I got the 10 of these for less than it would cost for like two of the GW rates. And I'm not complaining about GW's prices. Their rates are amazing. Yeah. Um, but those guys look a little bit almost like Graveguard. Right. Uh, the, the Mantic rates, because they got that little armor plate and the little hat, you know, the helmet on. Yep. So I'm thinking they actually match up to my graveyard a little better. I'm thinking I may cut those bases that I just glued them onto off yeah. and make those, use those as my uh, spirit hosts. Oh, replace your existing spirit hosts? Yeah. How come? Well, they're the Lord of the Rings models, those right. Lord of the Rings, the Armies of the Dead, which are nice enough, but they don't match anything else in the army. They're darn shields and... and uh, some of them have spears, spears. constantly break. I mean, not the shields, ah. the swords and the spears constantly crack. The GW or the the Mantic one, it's it's not it's the same same type of plastic. It's a little bit more rubbery. Right, it's more substantial. And yeah. if for twenty four dollars for ten, if one of them breaks something, I'm not yeah. going to freak out. You know what I'm saying? I see. 
Um, but they, I think they just match the aesthetic of my army a little better, and three of them might fit a little better on a 40 mil base as well. I can, I can see that. Your overall theme is kind of white-like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, these do match better. And so I'm thinking of using these. since I, I mean, I've already got 10. I don't need 20. I'm never going to field 20 of these in a unit. of. So I think I'll take a bunch of them, actually, and just cut the bases and try to rebase them onto the, the 40 mil base. Hmm. But that's not for now. Because, I mean, that's, obviously I'm going to keep using what I have. But put, it, put it on the checklist of things to do. Yeah. I mean, if I get done with my stuff for PACA and I have time, I think I've got one or two of those in my list. I may try to make some up, just, you know, get sure. ready. They're, I'm going to paint them ethereal. I, that, my ethereal thing is so down ah, pat right, that right. it'll only take me 15, 20 minutes to paint but, them. But it'll be strange because you, you play those. I see the, those every game that we play. So to see the model change to something else, it's like... <laughs> Going from it's gonna one. take some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I did build. Uh, I found I had my boxes of nerglings. They're so cute. But so I've been building, and as soon as it warms up enough, that I can actually use my air or to spray the the primer. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so looking they forward to town. Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, I've got to get two thousand points finished before New Year's for the challenge, the, the hobby challenge. challenge. Of course, I realized if I just paint all of these whites. Mm-hmm. The, the are the Cairn rates. If I just do them all in my uh, yeah. ethereal, ethereal they're fifty points a model. Easy so victory. Five hundred. I'm done. There you go. <laughs> yeah, did nice. ten of them. So we'll see what happens. But that's been my building. Okay, you know what? Why don't we take a quick break right here because we're hitting about a half hour, and um, we'll come back and we'll finish up the toolbox with the last bits of bits of that. So the point. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Okay, so where were we? <laughs> Way to welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. There we go. <laughs> All right, yeah, so let's pick it up where we left off here and get going with this. What about other? Other. Uh, does that include gaming? Um, yeah, oh yeah, gaming, anything. Well, I haven't played any games uh, in the recent past, although this Saturday, which would be... This upcoming weekend, the twenty first of December, I'm going down to the Chicago Battle Bunker to play in what is, I think, going to be their last fantasy tournament before they close. Now, is that sponsored by the store? Or is it so someone's doing it? It's sponsored and run by the store. So anything goes. It's it, there's no comp, special characters allowed, and I think that means Battle Scrolls are allowed too. Ooh. So we'll see. And if they are, I'd like to see you know kind of how that changes the landscape, if you, at all. You know, Curry was talking about the different Battle Scrolls and what's allowed and what's mm-hmm. legitimate Warhammer, what's not today. And he was even mentioning how it's designed for these armies. 
Um, I think he missed part on the scroll where it says you could take it in other armies using that alliance. Right. But he even talked about the alliance thing and how it's different from yeah. 40K. And, uh, you know, because in 40K, they give you, you can take allies in your regular army. There's nothing in the fantasy book about how to take them in your regular army. It's more as you're right. playing as a team. Sure. But I really, I'm, I'm looking for, I really think that's these battle scrolls are like the, the first, putting a toe in the water, seeing how people react to them. I think they're just getting us ready because I really think allies are coming in ninth. And I'm really kind of so excited too. for it. I think so, too. So, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Alex will be there, too, at the tournament. So Oh, good. Uh, looking forward to playing and I'm oh, sorry, I totally I sidetracked with it. Oh, that's it, all right. No, it's relevant, so though. It, it's, it, but it's, it's one day, so it's three rounds? <laughs> Correct, three rounds. How many points? 2,400. Okay. What do you, are you taking your Alex? Orcs and Goblins. Oh, you're going to take your Orcs and Goblins. No. Okay. No, with my slightly retooled list, I want to see how it does. Oh. Yeah. Especially with those battle scrolls. <laughs> Ten war machines? Only ten. You're taking the full ten. Only ten, yeah. We keep saying only. Can you take more than ten? No, you can't. So it's not only. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could use that word if I want. <laughs> I suppose you sure. Well, it's only orc and goblin war machines. How about that? Oh, okay. Only ten orc and goblin war machines. I've faced that before. That's... that's really yeah, damn. it's rough. It's rough. It's it rough. is. Uh, Although with the battle scroll, to be able to move that second part without being so close, I dude, I, I'll pl- I play against that. I'd still play against that. I actually got a list I'm working on that might actually be good against that. I've been working on a couple of different lists for the campaign. Oh, nice. I'm trying to decide on what to do with my characters and stuff. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just going to take fun lists every time, like just try sure. wonky yeah, that's stuff to do it. But I think one of them I might even try to take where. Uh, you know, you get that instead of taking the red fury and all that, mm-hmm. take that master of the undead for seventy points, where I can re-roll one of my winds of magic dice. Right. You know, and then you take the black parry app, just like totally try to guarantee that I'm going to get a heavy hit hand sure. magic phase, just so I can fly my army right up into your face. Oh yeah, with all the Van Hells. Yeah. Ugh. Get someone get the Van Hells the book. Right. So then I get another guy who can cast it. So right. if you stop yeah, v- that one, I do the bounce spell. The VC would be a tough matchup for that gun line for sure, no doubt. Well, we always have a tough matchup. I think it could be a tough matchup for anyone though if you get if you can just run it up into their face like that. If you can control the well, that's the thing. I you know I have you know manglers and stuff to deter you moving up, but you don't care. Nope. You just throw your your spirit hosts or a bunch of zombies or whatever on it. Yeah, it doesn't matter to you. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, orcs and goblins are a matchup that as long as I don't sit back too long, because I do tend to get shelled, and I can avoid the, right. And if I can figure out how to either avoid or contain the savages, sa- the savage horde, I'm I can do pretty well against. But it's a it's a versatile book, so there's different types of armies that you might face. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's so, so much that you can do in that book. I love that book. I really do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've added uh, the couple of trolls as I've mentioned. Yeah. I think they'll fill a, a, an important role. Uh, several things that, you know, useful as late-game redirectors. Right. To kind of get in the way of stuff. And then also as an anti-cannon meat shield for my for my war machines. If I park a troll in front of a rock lava and someone wants to shoot my rock lava with their cannon, they've got to hit the troll, wound it, get past the regen, and do three wounds before it can continue its bounce. Aha. Uh-huh. So, Very good call. So, so that's... Because uh, before, when, last year at Adepticon, when I played an ogre player... One war machine misfired. He shot the other one right off. So, unless you aim for that one uh, right in the gap between them, and you can nail it, there, it, there might be. You know, if they have the, the angle, they could hit it. So that's why I've added uh, bullies to both rock lobbies as well. So oh, so have you added your bullies? Do you I need have. any? If you need any more bullies, I have a bully and a blister because I remember when I started collecting them, mm-hmm. somebody sold me one that didn't come with a bully. Is that the guy with a peg leg and a whip? Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually have two of those. I just didn't know if you, if you need any extras because I know you can okay. add them on the machines. I've got one in a blister somewhere. Down okay, there. good I to just... know. So yeah, it's the extra wound and the extra and the, the fact that he's an orc. So if, uh, fast cav panics through the war machine, they won't be susceptible to that panic check. Nice. So little things here and there that I think will make the list overall tighter for me. But that's about it. Uh, a lot of game preparation, especially with this uh, tournament coming up. How about yeah. you? Any gaming for you? Uh, no, dude. I've got finals this week, and I've been editing after Eleanor like crazy. Right. I'm, uh, we had a game scheduled, and I just was not up, dude. Oh, well, I had to go uh, get I, my I eyes done that day. Yeah. I got my eyes done that day. They were all dilated, and I got oh, home. Oh, the, the new glasses. Yeah. I see. And so... Uh, I was just, I, and I got home, and I meant to call you right away to be like, I didn't know if I could be. And I was sitting there, I was just like, my eyes were dilating, I couldn't do anything. Like, <laughs> I, I, could, I, I pictured you like trying to look at your phone, like I, I can't was. Text. <laughs> I was. I'm like, I can't. I'm looking at. Them, I'm like, I can't play Sudoku on my phone. Oh, I can't follow Twitter. Oh, screw it. I'm just. And I put on the book on CD yeah. and put the phone down up, like facing the speaker and yeah, face don't, my don't ear. Don't worry about it. What what day was that? That was Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, because I had an early appointment. I was going to be done and back so we could play, and then it was like. That's when I texted you, and it was like, oh, dude, I, I totally forgot to text back. And That's right. I think I fell asleep. Yeah, you <laughs> texted me this morning. Like, I dozed off. So that's good for everybody. Yeah. But we're going to get – well, Christmas is coming. We're going to get a bunch of games in. Triumph of Treachery. Uh, Triumph of Treachery is coming up. I'd like to be able to record that and play that one back. That would be fun. We got some good feedback on the last episode. We did. I, that turned out really well. And, you know, next time, I think you were a little tepid in the amount of play-by-play narration you were doing. Yes. And it, it did kind of sidetrack me a little bit, but next time if we do that, we're all in for that narration because I think that really held everything together. I think because I was listening in the beginning, it was great, and then there were parts, I was, and when I was editing, it was a nightmare because I'm like listening and I'm hearing dice roll, yeah. and like nobody's no saying anything. what it is. So I think there's little bits Even though of there's the, a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm going to just keep in there. Plus, some of it was kind of fun. I mean, really, yeah. and they're over the hill, and they're coming, racing towards it. I was like, it's oh, fun to create the narration. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I mean, it was, a, it was a good time. So, And I think if you and I play a game, just the two of us, we can both be narrating like what the other guys right. are as doing. As are moving, I can narrate. And, yeah, yeah, and it'll, yeah, it'll yeah. keep the game, the pace going right. as, as we're going to go through that. So that'll, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um. So okay, so last night in preparation for tonight's episode, I decided to watch the rest of Looper. Oh, you finished it? No, I fell asleep. Oh, dude, I was tired, oh, and I was down here, and Harrison went to bed, and I'm like, and I went, and I found it on uh, on demand. Yeah, and I found the spot I'd left off right. on, and I watched about twenty more minutes, and then I woke up, and it was five, and I was like, oh, damn it! What so, part are you at? He got to the house, and then he was sick because uh, he was going through drug withdrawal or whatever, yeah. and then she, he kind of came back, and then he kind of explained what this guy was doing and okay. why he was going to come to the house, what the old him was right. going to do, and the old him had gotten to the one house already, yeah. and then was like crying about what he did, and I was just like, wow, this is such a cool yeah. movie. It is a good movie. I can't wait till I get to the end of this. I have to see this It's now. a very dark movie, but I enjoyed it. I, 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 I'm loving what I've seen so far. Um. Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk about real quick our Warhammer survey. I was going back and looking at all the people who posted. <laughs> yeah. Do you notice how like Tomb Kings and Vampires were like way Came up, up high? A lot. Well, here's the thing. I, I I went back and I was looking and thinking about the questions. Mm. And I was like, you know, would you like to replace units that are missing? Well, who would say no to that? <laughs> you know, but that's obviously a VC Tomb it's King a VC question. Function. You know, would do you like your minions to do exactly what you tell them? Well, yes. Who wouldn't? But that's you know, you've got yeah. the I think there's a lot of questions that could apply to any army, mm. but we're specific to, 
VC and right. Tomb Kings. You that kind sort of, of yeah, skewed the results. Yeah, and I, <laughs> everybody should be playing Tomb Kings and VC. Apparently, uh, so I just I was I thought it was funny. Well, it's, it's not a scientific you know survey by any means. Well, no, some guy whipped it together. I mean, there's yeah. the, the, you got your nice little spelling errors here and there and right. things like that. But I mean, some of them are so obvious. I mean, I knew I got a lower thing on Skaven because every time they ask me a question, like, is thirteen a, a lucky number? Right. I'm like, it's obvious. Screw it, get out of here. Yeah. You know, would you like to shoot at your own guys? No. Okay. Yeah, the, the only way I think that would be it would be valid where is if you took a person who knew nothing about Warhammer, right? Then, or if you asked about generalities that, and you and you didn't do something like you didn't mention like, is thirteen, you know, because right. you know you got to try to take out the stuff that is so obvious. You have to ask like, do you like destructive magic that could potentially hurt yourself? Are you okay with that risk? Right, like things like that. Exactly. Do you know? Do you do you need do you need heavy armor or do you want to be you know or do you want to be light, fast light armor and yeah. fast? Food? Yeah, exactly. Those, and then you can start narrowing down that way. There's all sorts of ways you could do it, but I'm not going to take the time because <laughs> I, I someone gonna, out there should. Someone should. Someone should figure. We'll, we'll out podcast it. about it if you write the code. <laughs> if you write it and it comes out with a really, <laughs> if it's an accurate test, we will promote the hell out. We'll of talk it. about it. So yeah, that's about that. So maybe we should take a break and come back and definitely, talk about and we'll come back top and, and bottom. Uh, well, we've got the year in review. Year in review. Yep. All right, we'll be back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mirce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing game's line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Back at even half. <laughs> There's the mic. <laughs> Got to turn that on. Oh boy! So um, let's look back on 2013. What a year for Warhammer! What a year for GW! <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing in my eyes. But <laughs> boy, did they crank some stuff out here! Yeah, quite a bit. So, how do you want to do this? Just run down. Let's go month by, by month, month by month, and we can talk about a little bit about what we know about them. I know a little bit about the forty k stuff. We won't dwell on that. Okay, but I think you need to include that in the big picture. Sure. All right. So, January, the Dark Angels book comes out. The, you know, they came out with the the sixth edition last year. They came out with the box set which had Dark Angels. They got the new book, and it's it's okay. But man, the models were looking really nice. It was like they really came out with yeah, they were pretty cool. 
with some fan. I know Rotor was painting up a bunch of them. Uh, Is he yeah. still working on them? Well, I don't know if he's still working on them, but I know he had painted up a bunch when it came out, and he was posting some of them up in the pictures, and they just they look so cool with their little cloaks and their little hooded. Yeah, kind of the gothic yeah, yeah. look, even more so than regular Space Marine. Yeah, they just they they were really fantastic. But that's January. You start the year off with a nice a nice big forty k release. The, the people were really looking for yeah. right after Christmas. All every, a lot of forty k players were dumping their Christmas money on uh, Inquisition on, on Space Marines, Archangels. <laughs> yeah, and then February we get the Warriors of Chaos book. That was a good release. I thought that was a, yeah. yeah. The book was good. A lot of good mo- uh, models. It was it was a solid. It's obviously it's a solid book. Book it's doing well. Um, geez, talk about making up for weaknesses and you know, hey, we can't shoot. Well, that's okay. You've got all this other Just stuff. Chop now. you up, yeah. yeah. Um, with the, with the blood crushers, yeah, uh, and all the monsters that they were given the chariots. Yeah, the chariots, the Gorbeast chariot. Um, you, yeah, you could totally play a monster mash chariot. I mean, if you're not worried about fortitude, if you're not worried about having banners, you can just bring a bunch of big griblies and throw them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, and just an example, just I mean that mutilith slaughter beast and the vortex yeah. thing. Talk about two really gorgeous models. I love them. I I do too. The mutilith is great, yeah, but you never see it. Well, yeah, I, and you know what? It was the one reason that I almost didn't want to sell my Warriors of Chaos army because I wanted to play it with that. Model like not mm. the not the vortex beast, but the, oh, the slaughter brute, the slaughter brute too. Uh-huh. This vortex beast got the same problem. They're both gorgeous. I think they both look cool. I mean, all the no. swords in his back with the chaos pattern mm-hmm. cut in, and the concept behind it's great. I realize it didn't play as well. You got to keep him, you know, use the general keep the character stuff. Alive, you got to sure. keep the character alive. Blah blah blah. It's fluffy. It's a fluffy choice. Man, they look great. You starting? No. I mean. The Dark Angels line looks great. This line looks great. They come up with all this stuff, and it's all yeah, top they, notch. They, I think they really set the tone for the rest of the year with this release. Yes, they did. And so Dark Angels are still looking over their book, mm-hmm. and, and we're looking at Warriors. And three weeks later, Demons you get the next chaos. White Dwarf, and Demons are coming out for both factions. Makes sense. Both well, yeah, 40K and Fantasy. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense to release it. I mean, that's how I think they've always released it yeah. that way since they've been doing it as just a Chaos Army. Um Wow, awesome, awesome models. Um, yeah, good stuff. Going there. the stuff that went over to plastic was fantastic. Um, some of the new things they brought in, you know, whether or not you like the skull cannon, it's a pretty cool. It's pretty good. I remember it was a, a very cool controversial model. release. Yeah, but uh, the rules definitely make it look better. I think in it's in a lot of cases. I think oh, I don't totally. Yeah, I, I you know, I, is it too powerful? Well, is there anything really too powerful for as its points? For yeah. its points, yeah, yeah. That's that's why it's so good. But but you had the also the the plague drones, which are awesome. The, yeah, they're sweet. I'm that's the other that's the other. I got three boxes on hold. It three boxes. So no, no, nine. no. I got two two demonettes oh, and a I plague gotcha. a plague drones on hold. It UGG. Gotcha. And oh, it made me really love demons. Just all the random stuff they throw in there, and the you know these guys don't like to be with these guys, and you can't use the other general's leadership. Right. They they introduce a good element of fluff at the crux of this uh-huh. book. Yeah, and they're a fun army to play against. I can only imagine playing with them. I imagine they'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I played against uh, two of the armies at bits. Mm. Um, I played against the all corn army, mm-hmm. and then I played against a mixed army, and. Both games, they were fun. Both games 
ones or twos and twelves wound up getting rolled for oh, for wins of magic changing. Yeah, units there. deleting oh. units showing up. I mean, it was just like wow, this is so fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I never know what's going to happen. It's you can't. I mean, you can sit and plan your strategy. And some people hate this. I get that people hate this. Mm-hmm. Some people want to have. They want to take all the randomness that they can out of it, so that they could just. They can you know, play their, their game, plan. execute their plan. Well, yeah. you have it written here: the winds of chaos are fickle. Exactly. Rightly so, yeah, and it's and it's. I love it. I just love it because it can totally turn. I think demons players now, um, or you can get more players who like people. I think people who like orcs and goblins would like demons because I think orcs and goblins with all the animosity and stuff, all the randomness. There's, yeah, if you, if those are the types of armies you like, uh, I think this is just such a fun one to Maybe, play. Maybe, but the, the demons are missing the element of psychology. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's, that's it's, a big part of it. Is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 orcs the orcs are random. Is if you get that squabbling, suddenly they could be running off the board and beating the crap out of each other. Right. Yeah, beating each other up. Where you don't get a magic phase. Right. Yeah, there's in, a lot, in, lot of stuff there with the demons. Though they could be hitting themselves. They could units can be disappearing off the table, popping back on the table. True. Turning into different units, right? You know, just, <laughs> what is going on? I, I just think that's so cool, and it really does fit to that sort of that forty k fluff of that when the chaos comes out. You know, stuff you don't when when the chaos winds are blowing strong, when there's that much magic in the air, right. stuff happens. And so, just you yeah. better be ready. They can shoot themselves in the foot, and it just disappear then. Yeah. Or or suddenly next thing you know you're just you know oh we we got him on the run flamp uh oh right you know and that's that's just that 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 makes for fun stories after a game I can see how some people who are really into tournament gaming and really into just playing to win and that mm. you know how that it would disappoint them right but for me it's just it's oh it's I'm so excited about them yeah you know long term I would love to do a demon army too just because it's it, just like to your point it's all, it seems like so much fun. And it's really that. it's four armies. It's four armies yeah. in one book, and you can mix and match or play four different armies. I mean, we keep joking. I said all I need to do is get ten thousand points of demons, get twenty five hundred points of each lore, right? Each, and then you have, then I could have four separate armies, or I could mix and match. I'll have everything I need. Yeah, that's and it's always different. Exactly, yeah. you won't get tired of it. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to that. And even though that's on my that's on my long term list, I just I'm. I'm so excited about it. It's like I'm. I, I love playing with my VC, but I'm. I'm really excited about these couple of other armies on my horizons. Good stuff. So then we move from Demons of Chaos into, into April. April and the Tau Empire. Those are the uh, BattleTech guys, the, right? The, the, the Robotech, the Robotech, uh, the mechs and everything. Uh-huh. It's, uh, some of it is cool. Some of it is not so cool. I think the, the this release had some pretty good stuff. It did, and it got some pretty, some pretty cool, some pretty big suits. Uh, they had a, a range of some big suits, and then the Forge World. Yeah, they're much better. Yeah, the yeah. posing is much better. They look great. Um, I'm just not into the fluff of this army, and it really sort of blows it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, What's their fluff in a nutshell? They're sort of this upstart new race that sort of showed up, yeah. and they're doing everything for the greater good. They're sort of assimilating everybody into their. their they'll, they'll take anybody in who's willing to join them and be a part of the greater good. They, but they assimilate them. I, I don't. I mean, it's not like the Borg, but it's like they're, right. they'll welcome Xenos different races into their as Collective. long as you accept their culture and accept their. 
ballistas. Huh. They're okay. very, they're kind of like the space commies. That's what. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. That's why I don't like them. Um, <laughs> and plus, there's commies. I'm sorry. That's, that's me, uh, America. So <laughs> I got it. And uh, the other thing is. It's just, and they look great. Yeah. It's just, it's the weird, the Battletech aesthetic just so throws me off in the middle of the 40K world. Like when I look, it's like you look at all the other stuff, like all the other races, and they may have weird stuff and different right. stuff, but that just so screams Battletech, which is something that is just. It's too postmodern when everything else is gothic. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's I, exactly, I, I that's the way to put it. Uh, and I said, they're, they're beautiful models. They just, for some reason, I keep, I look at them and it's just. When you look at them with all the other Warhammer stuff, right? It's a little bit out of context. It seems to stand it's, out. It's as... heavily, I think, Japanese anime influence. Oh yeah, Gundam, Robotech, those, those sorts of things. Whereas everything else has sort of a fantasy influence onto it. It's right. in, onto this sci-fi setting. Yeah, this is a this is this a is pure sci-fi. It's an anime. Yeah, yeah. It just sort of sticks out. But once again, some really fantastic, dynamic-looking models. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So what do we get next? So then we get into May. And we have, ooh, the High Elves. The High Elves are released. Very nice. That was a good, that was a great release. I loved it. You had your Phoenix model. Yep. Uh, you had, jeez. Was there a bad model in that group? I mean, I really, I mean, some people didn't like the way Illyrial looked or whatever her name is. I didn't have a problem with any of the, the, the models. The female models I thought looked good. Um, the sisters you know the one sisters look great. They look great, and whether they played well or not is a different story. Right, but the mo- even the sky cutter looks really cool. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's awesome. It's a great. I mean, these models are all top notch. I don't think there was a clunker in your release. In terms of models, no. Some of the rules, I think, you get something debatable, yeah. but. But uh, I don't think you got a clunker model. Even if you don't like the Phoenix, like I know some people didn't like the Frost Heart Phoenix. They didn't like the, the, the snowflakes, the Rankin Bass snowflakes. Yeah. But you know, once it was painted up all nice, yours is all painted up. I was like, you know, it actually doesn't look. I mean, it's a little cartoony, but I, I like. I, I, yeah, I think I think it's a good model. I can see why some people wouldn't like it. But you could also take the flame and use that as the frost. Sure. So. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah, you don't have to put those little mm-hmm. those little snowflakes on it. But another just a list of just top notch. Models and what I thought was it was a darn good book. Yeah, playability wise, I thought it was great. A lot of good options. Put some pretty tough magic items here or there, but um, you know, their high elves aren't running the table. They're not winning tournaments left, right, and center. Although Curry was just talking about the last tournament they were at, and they had them in the top few spots. There was they didn't win it, but in fact, Ogres won it. But mm. they had them playing at the top. They were in a bunch of the top tables. I think they're a pretty strong contender. But you know they're not they're not broken. Now I know but certainly that, better than what they were. I know that when you play, and I know you've been you know sort of trying to perfect your army build mm-hmm. for tournament play. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen you play much other than that build. You the know, the calf bus. Yeah, the calf bus. So I mean, do you think the varieties there? You just haven't been playing with it, it as it, much. It yet, is or? there very much so. Is there? In fact, I played a game against Alex some months ago, where I took the all shooty list. No uh-huh. Cav Boss, Flame Phoenix. In fact, I took the Flame Phoenix during our 3,000 point did, yeah. too. So there's tons of versatility there. And I think the shooty list plays actually quite well because they do it, you know, they have some pretty good shooting options. Right. The magic helps with that. And then you have the counter-punching chariots and or, you know, what, whatever you want to throw in there. So I think they do it really well. They've got a lot of components and they play well in all phases. Are you taking high elves for the campaign? 
Oof, good question. I don't know. I'm just looking forward if you do take the high house to see if we can see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some variety some in variety the list. there. It's, and, and I'm not complaining. You play whatever the heck you want. Sure. I just I know there's other, we keep talking about there's these other things out there, and mm-hmm. I keep seeing the Cav bus. And I just want to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't mind playing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I just like playing, but it's like I kind of want to see what the other what things else, can what do. What else can the book do? Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. So maybe I will play House. It's pretty exciting. It, well, what Harrison's going to be playing, too? I think he's going to be playing. Okay. Um, and he would be High Elves as well. Yeah, that's his so that's something he's got. Factor in. I yeah. don't know if we want duplicate armies. i I got to see if he still really wants to commit to the... I know it's once a month, but... Right. I want to make sure because he's got school. He's don't forget he's taking that online courses on top of his regular mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. He's got band. He's got fencing. Sure, you know he loves to play, but finding time in his schedule to make sure he can get a game in, and I can get a game in. Right, it, I, I, it makes I, sense. He's he's deciding. So that would be May. So then June, we have the Eldar release, which was apparently an awesome book by all accounts. I hear maybe a little too awesome. <laughs> it's it's doing very well, right? It's yep. all Eldar, I guess. A lot of Eldar, and this is the first time that I picked up one of these other extra books, mm-hmm. which is the Craft World Iandin, which is one of these books which is mostly fluff and then a couple pages of rules. We talked about it right. last episode. Um, it was a cool book. Like I said, if you're into a certain group within a certain faction within a race, mm-hmm. these books are fantastic. It's just. You know, they're, they're almost as expensive as a regular army book. Sure. But they are putting out a lot of them now. This is like the new thing. If you've got, huh. instead of trying to explain all the different factions in an army book, explain the arm, the, the world in general. Right. Maybe point out a few things, especially in your painting section. And then if they're, if they're you know, that popular, they get their own book of with a couple of special, special rules. rules. That's, and, I like that. It gives a lot of depth to them to that race. Yeah, because it's like, well, if you're going to play, if I'm going to play craft this this craft world, right. well, I've got extra special rules for this guys because I'm just playing this. Sure. Um, it you know, in, in ways, it reminds you a little bit of when you play War Machine when they said you can take those those different they have the li- different lists on the different levels you depending get depending on your bo- hero. Well, no. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know where you get the levels one, two, three, and four. If you take certain things in your list, then you're you're allowed you're, to take that. Yeah, your general yeah. gets this sort of a bonus. Right. And basically, it's going in as as you as you take harder and harder to win with lists as you're taking less and less optimized by their list. Right. So you get extra bonuses for taking that. So it's like, huh? It seems to me it's not exactly the same. But just this idea of here's the general rules, and now I mean because Space Marines they've already put out a bunch. There's a bunch of them out there. You know, I've always if I played 40k, it would be Eldar that I would pick up. And right. in fact, I had a, a small Eldar army some years ago that I, I sold. It seems to be that with Eldar being at the top of the mountain, so to speak, right now, that now would be the time to play. Them. <laughs> exactly. No, they're they're supposed to be they're supposed to be really good. They're supposed to be excellent and. Mm. Like I said, I know Harrison's got some that he he got uh, from John Gashik, yeah, and he's been messing around and looking at him and monkeying with them and yeah. wanting to learn how to play. So we st- we still got to do that. That's on the list of stuff to do. To do. Play, get to play some forty k. Huh? Exactly. Um, so what happened in July? You well, you know yeah. Let's keep let's keep going with this. Yeah, let's just get to the end of the year here. So July that's the first month without a codex. Hmm. That is the first month without a codex, and what happened in July was Apocalypse came out. Oh, okay. Apocalypse came out, the new rules for Apocalypse, 
which is really I I like the concept of apocalypse. Take everything you have and just bring it to the table and just start I mean using just super well, special rules then for the larger scale. Yeah, there's special rules you can do. They have formations. So, but I remember reading it and it literally said points don't matter. Like it doesn't have to be I mean, you want to keep it at least somewhere, I guess, sure. in the range, but you don't total up points. You just bring everything you got for the army just, and put it out on the it. table. Yeah, as, as so how, do you, how do you calculate a win in that scenario? Well, I mean, but so it must much be purely objective based. It's. I don't think so. I. I think uh, you can still play it as, as wiping out your opponent as well. I mean. Dude, they got those giant, like literally, what eight inch tent round yeah. templates that they're yeah, that so. Yeah, you're putting tons of stuff on the table. But if you, if I have more than you, then we play. Okay, before I come in, I'm coming to the smaller force, so I'll get a couple of shots of orbital bombardment. They got stuff oh, set up I for see. if you're. I see. I mean, equalizers. It's like, yeah, don't count points, but you know, try to keep it at least kind of in the right. ballpark of each other. But you, yeah, just throw it all on the table and blow stuff up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it sounds like a party. Exactly. I could totally. Have, I, I bet you there's people who who play 40k right now. Like, dude, that is so not how it played. I'm okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, for, yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't play 40k yet. So, so then the next month that they did release a book about something that we do know about. Lizard man. There you go. More awesome models. Uh, some people didn't like the Ankylosaur with the with the snake shrine on top of its back. But, I thought it was uh, pretty good. That and the the troglodon. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, I did. I liked all their new models. It's a, it's another batch of really well, well made. You know, easy to put together models mm-hmm. that um, unfortunately don't get <laughs> didn't get enough of the good rules. This is sort of like the first clunker fantasy book of the year. Would you really like. classify it as a clunker? I don't. Well, it. it the people who play it a lot seem to be dis- down on it. Huh. Well, I mean, and I can only go from what I what I hear and what I read, mm. but it seems that it's basically. And this is the biggest complaint that I've heard is after about a month, people said, "Yeah, basically, it's just like playing my old. I'm, I'm playing the same list. I'm not taking right. any of the real new stuff. I'm still playing big skink swarms. You know, they still only have two basic choices for core." Big, yeah, big temple skinks. guard with the uh, the slon. Yeah, temple guard are special, right? So they got yeah. for core. It's basically you know I got my swords and my skinks sure, still, right? And I think that that was what it was. I don't. Maybe it's not a clunker, but it was sort of a a disappointment not to have. Maybe yeah, it seems like the biggest um, draw is the ability to swap out spells with your slon. I can see that being a lot of fun, which is cool and it's a cool gimmick. But you're still, I think. People, you're still taking at least a quarter of your army. You're either going to take skink swarms or you're going to take a big block of swords that don't do that well. You know, uh, unless predatory fighter allows a second rank to. Yeah, get the extra we won't attacks. get into that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's still a lot of questions, but I, like yeah. I said, I think I think it's a cool book. I just think as far as you look at all the things the other books got, and I think Lizardmen were like Lizardmen players were really. You know, queued up for some really cool stuff, and it mm. came out. Yeah, you could take these big. I mean, we've even read through them. You, you know, I know Grant tried to take the uh, the troglod or whatever the other one was, the tall, thin one, the one that gives you that uh, some sort of. I mean, he's trying to take the what the hell is the tall? Is that the troglodon? Is that the troglodon? What's the tiny one? The one with the thing on its back. Oh, that's the the ankylosaur thing that you're yeah. talking about. Uh, I I forget what. So, that's so the called. troglodon's the other one. Okay. Yeah. So I'll back up then. 
So, you know, Grant was trying to take, trying to make that troglodon work in his lizard list when he was trying to run it, and he just kept playing it, kept playing it, and it was like, oh, it's Didn't not work really. out for him, no. Yeah, and that's a, that's a darn shame because there's all these cool models, and people are like, I'm still taking the same list I used to take. And I guess that's where I kind of thought it, I kind of thought it kind of fell flat, a bit clunky, because all these other li- armies are coming out, and they got more variety, more choices, more well, I think, options. I think you pointed it out before. It's the same core choices as before. Yeah. Well, and then so. the, and their new choices weren't all that special. Apparently, I mean, the big winner was the was the um, the Ripperdactyls. Well, the Ripperdactyls, the Pterodactyls, and then the um, the Stegodons. Yeah, which those are were basically good. the old models. They they got a boost and yeah. Yeah, so you people don't are really see, the same army. I don't know about you, but I don't really see too much about too much chatter about Lizardmen. Nope, they've kind of. Uh, it's it's very quiet on the Lizardman front. That's what I'm saying. All these other books, you're still hearing about them. You're still hearing about warriors. You're still hearing people playing demons. High elves, high elves are still dark doing elves, stuff. Yeah. You know, people are playing the Lizardman. You're just not hearing all that about them because there's not that much. It didn't seem that much interesting in it. Hmm. At least that's the impression that that's I got. That's the impression that I get, too. I was so. holding on to what little bit of Lizardman I had. I got a small, you know, starter army from someone, and I got it a while ago, and I was holding on to it. To sell it. Waiting to see. Uh, go, uh, I'm putting it up. Hmm. I, I don't have a. I mean, I'm not going to play them now. I mean, sure. And, well, you're never big on lizard men as an idea. I was thinking about it. I mean, because I had some and it was interesting and I liked. Yeah. I mean, when I played against people, I was like, wow, that seems like kind of fun. And then they got the new book. It was like nothing really. Nothing stepped up to push it over that top. But to see I, I if it really wanted it. See, the idea of you playing lizard men just doesn't. Jive with me. It just seems it's very odd. Well, like I said, I was all excited when I was reading the rules, and it looked really good, yeah. and it sounded cool, and it was. And uh, I just I was leaving the option open. Um, well, you know, one thing that I did appreciate is they pulled back on the sale manners. I think that needed to happen. Yeah, no marching and shooting. Yeah, but then the uh, the other thing that goes Nick, the other thing that shoots the right the razor don. Yeah, that thing didn't get any better. We thought that would maybe switch yeah, or something. Yeah. It just nah, it's not, it's not as right. good. Once again, it's just like, meh, yeah, meh, meh. Salamanders aren't as good, but they're still better than the Razor Don. It's going to have the same list. Meh. meh. From the makers of meh, and the producers <laughs> of meh comes meh. So, so that was August. So yeah. September brings uh, us. <laughs> September brings in the Space Marines and all their supplements and Lots their $250 fancy pants editions and stuff right. like that. Because they're Space Marines. And this is the release of the $11,000 <laughs> buy an entire, you the know. Entire uh, uh, chapter? Chapter, yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came out. That was, <laughs> it was cool to see. Yeah, hey, I could have 1,000 Space Marines. Who would buy that? I don't know, but it was cool to see. I just loved reading that. To, we will contact you if you purchase this, and we're shipping it. We will find out. We'll make sure that it's delivered at a time that's convenient for you. Man, I'm dropping twelve. I'm, I'm buying. <laughs> would, I'm spending so. the cost of a car. You best make sure it comes all in its nice little packaging. And comes I, I want a GW delivered. employee dressed up as a marine dropping that off <laughs> at my house. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're paying yeah, that much that, money. Yeah. Seven I want all the boxes balls and whistles. Yeah. dressed up like space marines. Right. You can ask him questions as he's like unloading. What chapter would you like to deliver? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to paint these guys as ultramarines. I want ultramarines showing yes. up at the door. Yes. Now I'm going to paint them as space wolves. I want some. Yeah, with all the fanfare, music, yeah. and everything. <laughs> and showing up. Flashing lights. All your neighbors come out. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? 
That's what I want. I want a bunch of space marines lugging boxes into my house. My neighbors already think I'm strange. Hey, if you're if you're gonna drop that much money on it, there you go. You might as well go I'm all the way. Have fun. <laughs> so uh, that was September. <laughs> yep, has come and, come and gone. And then we get into October, or as I like to call it, Orktober. But the Dark Elves come out in Orktober. Yeah. Um, that's that's still a cool book. I know that's still it's only been a month and a half, but man. Yeah. Or two months about that's that's a I like that book a lot. Uh, a lot of new cool models, man. Those witch elves, yeah. They've really I think set the standard really high with those. Yeah. Um, the cauldron. I mean that statue of Cain on the cauldron. Oh, I mean, it's top notch. The Medusa stuff, even with the with the with the mirrored uh, yep. the mirror with all those pictures on it. Um, the you know the the masks on the on the on the People riding it with the with the Medusa. The fact that if you build it, you could build it on its own, or and then if you do build it on its own, you get the Medusa on its own, and right. you get Crone Hellebron on her own. Mm-hmm. So you have multiple models you can get here from these kits. Yeah. Uh, now it's just and wow. all, all the core models got redone, which I'm super jealous about. Yeah, the, you know the spears. I don't know the dark shards and what I forget what they call them, but the spears, crossbows, and the swordsmen. Right, because they used to just do spears and or, crossbows. or crossbows, so then yeah. they had to redo it to incorporate the, the swordsman part of it. So, yeah, they got the new new deal. They're really nice models. Yeah, I think they're... Dropping all the metals really into the plastic, looking really good. Whether or not you like the skull face on the executioner models, the skull head. Right. You can just do like my friend Chris U does and beg, borrow, and steal and find bit sellers to find all different there heads. There you go, converting. And do a whole army with different heads. Converting is the name of the game. Yeah, it is for you. So I, I see also here Horus Heresy Betrayal. Yes, that's uh, Forge World, but uh, the second book in the Horus Heresy, the, the Forge World, you know, like Tamarcon. Yeah, yeah. Last year they put out the first book, and this October they put out the next book. This actually goes up to Istvan Five, okay. which is the uh, battle that happens in Fulgrim. Okay. You read the trilogy. Istvan yeah. Three is where they virus bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Istvan Five is obviously in the same system. Mm-hmm. It's where they go and they fortify and they hunker down and they wait for the people. The emperor now, now that the emperor finds out what they did, right? Now he's sending oh, people to get them. They're awaiting retaliation, then? And yeah, they're getting ready for a yeah. big battle here. And that's oh man, that's cool. And the Forge World models for the Primarchs, there's, I think, six of them out now, or four. No, they're not all Primarchs. Some of them aren't, but they, they've they got Lorgar from the World, uh, the Word Bearers, uh, Fulgrim. They've got Angron, and I think they've... Oh, they just put out Ferris Manus. Okay. From, God, they're amazing models. They are they're really just nice. really nice. I mean, they're 50 pounds a piece. So you're talking like $80 models. Right. But God bless America. I own um, the um, the Ab- Abaddon fighting with uh, uh, Loken. With Loken, the, the right. Loken yeah. one, and it, they, you can play them separately, or they come on the nice yeah. display stand. Wow, Nicely wow! Done. I'm gonna paint that one day, and that's, that's gonna be something I'm never gonna play. But it's gonna be like when I paint it, that's gonna be I'll enter, I'll you know I'll enter that into the oh, crystal the, brush sure. or put it up on display because. They're a hell of a thing, and uh, I know there's. I, I, it's it's kind of cool now because people are waiting for their favorite Primark. <laughs> I know Greg <laughs> Dan. Breath. Greg Dan is just waiting for for Russ to oh, come. Is that, is that his oh, favorite Primark? Oh, he's who's he's, yours? He's a Space Wolf all the way. Favorite Primark? 
I, I really I would love to get the uh, the pre corrupted Horus model actually, mm. but uh, if I've got to go with them, I'm probably thinking, depending on how he looks, either Magnus or 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 Russ. Come on, he's, the space wolves are just awesome. I totally love the space wolves. I never got into the whole wolf, the whole space wolf. It, if, thing. You, if you read some of the fluffing from their planet and stuff, it's a really bizarre. It's a really cool. There's some really cool stuff there, but hmm. yeah, the Horus Heresy betrayal is just another top notch. I mean, it winds right. up costing you about 120 bucks for the. It's about 100 bucks for the book. Jeez, um, but it's chock full of all sorts yeah, of information. History, in, in, fluff. Fact, in fact, when we were doing the stuff about, is amazing. Yeah, when we were talking in Fulgrim, hmm. I asked about like, oh, this thing happened. I'm great. Do you know what this is? Like, it's in betrayal. They're like using hmm. it and fleshing out stuff that we, you know. So nice. that's a good supplement, though. Oh, it's it's really cool, and uh, I, I'm just really excited about it. I really like it a lot. I like the whole idea of it. Hmm. So that was October, um, and that was actually the last army book released for this year. Which can't complain because in ten months they released ten army books. Right. Uh, I mean, that's nuts. Uh, November Triumph and Treachery comes out. Nice release. I, 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 I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm so I excited. We're definitely going to have a day because I definitely want to uh, want to get in. The, the, a, a you know, game. the more players we can cram into that game, I think, the, and the more chaotic it is, the better. I'd like I'd like to start off going just three to four players, just so we all have a little space on the board and we can kind of get a feel for it and see how it plays. You can play up to how many? Five. five. So yeah. Do they say uh, with five players you go to an eight foot table? Or no. It's six foot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose if you got bigger armies, because you're going to start off with a smaller army anyway, because you're playing with more people on the table. Sure. I suppose if you go to bigger armies, you can just go to a bigger table. Right. But that's part of it. Is that's why I want to kind of start off with three because you got to you can't deploy within a foot of your other opponents. I see. So you're kind of you know, taking your spot and claim your corner or your right. middle ground, and suddenly there's a space around you. So there's your tactics. crowded table really quick. <laughs> well, if you take for the middle of the deployment, the long edge is your deployment edge. If you take in the middle of that, mm-hmm. you can really force people off into sure. the corners and stuff, but then you're sitting right there asking to be, have guys on either side of you. Uh, so how do you do? You roll randomly to determine who deploys you where? You draw cards and it's oh, got see. who, who goes. And I think you deploy your whole army. Uh, for because you have to deploy into that section. Mm. Uh, that's what happens when you if you're the guy who goes later. Whatever you can't deploy has to go into reserves to come on later because you can't get on the board. Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. You could, you can start screwing your neighbor just from the deployment stage. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm so looking forward to that game. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, November and uh, Triumph and Treachery. I think I think Triumph and Treachery got a pretty good. Um, reception, reception. I think so too. I think I, I've heard a few people who played it who said you know they didn't like it, and I've heard a few people who played it and said they absolutely loved it. Um, more positive than negative. I've heard more my positives than negatives, and like I said, I'm really excited. The worst thing I think the people have complained about was the price, and it was it was kind of hefty. But as I pointed out, I bought it, and none of us need to now. You know what I'm saying? And once we start playing it, once you're playing, it, it, you're if playing it, really in a group, takes off, then yeah. If it takes off and someone else wants to buy it, great. But the fact is, you know, next Friday night, you call me up. Hey, we're all going to be going to Grants. I know you're not going to be around, but mm-hmm. we're thinking about, you know, can I borrow a tri- chair? Take it, you right, know? Right. I mean, we only need one. It's not like Storm of Magic where you kind of each need that for your little spin. I mean, you don't each sure. have to have it, but. One copy for the group and you're off. Yeah. So then we hit December. So rounding out the year with. 
Which was the stuff that we just talked about. The Hobbit stuff came out this yeah. month. Oh, speaking of which, let's back up. I totally have a correction to make. Someone straightened me out here. Hmm. Bellacor was never... Remember Bellacor? We talked yeah, about yeah. this. He was never in the Demon's Book or the uh, Warrior's Book. He was in the Storm of Chaos oh, release. Okay. He was... You could take him from Storm of Chaos. Okay. And so he did have rules there, but only there. So he never had rules in an official rule book. He had rules in, in that expansion... Okay. Uh, what, but set. at the time, that was considered a, an acceptable route right. if you wanted to. Oh, gosh, I remember those days. That was when they had the all Lothar and Seaguard lists. Yeah, I don't. Do you remember that list at all? Yeah, that was brutal. The dwarf. Uh, well, they have the and they have the dwarf berserkers in there, or the dwarf. Uh, I forget what they exactly call them, mm-hmm. but those were the guys. Those were the the slayers with the axe heads on the ends of chains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually got. I've got like three or four of those through eBay. Hmm. The problem is the chain is so flimsy that they that they'll it'll bend, which is great because it opposed. I've had one. I got it, taken it out of the box when I bought it, and I could tell it was whole. Right, but it was already so weak that when uh, I took it out and I was unwrapping it, it's it just I went to pick I just to look at it, and it was like uh, that I touched sucks. it and snapped. But those are some nice models too. But that's mm. where Bellacor is from. Okay. So now getting him as a scroll to take in a warriors or demons army is actually something. Different. So it's not like they had him, and they. I said that you know that he used to be in a book, and now he got dropped, and then they gave him a battle scroll. Right. He was never in a book, so well, he wasn't. He, he was an option. He's come back as another option. Right. Um. So, also, forty uh, k gets escalation and stronghold assault. So stronghold assault is sort of like a siege. Mm-hmm. Seems right. like a siege battle. You know, you get behind your fortress walls and stuff. Sure. And escalation is the new thing that some people are getting annoyed with. Escalation is how to bring your super heavies from Forge World into a normal 40k game. Stuff that normally is huh. saved for apocalypse. You know, like the right. giant, the giant half a corn body and half a tank thing. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's really just for apocalypse. It's like an orc stampa. It's just too big to bring into normal gotcha. games. Okay. Escalation is rules to bring that stuff into normal games apparently. So like the Warhound Titan or yeah. even a big Titan. <laughs> I don't know exactly because I didn't read it, but I just remember hearing reviews and people going, "Oh no, this is gonna, wow. this is officially gonna break 40k if you could bring that stupidity into a normal game." So, but huh. there's rules for it. So they got two actual expansion books in December. How successful they were, I, I, I don't I know. Don't know either. Uh, and then we got Sigmar's Blood, which was the the uh, oh, that's the Empire the versus VC BC. Empire. Yeah. Uh, once again, the scenarios are cool. I like uh, it's it's actually an escalation scenarios. Yep. You start off with a couple of small armies, and they actually listed them as battle scrolls in the Sigmar book. Oh, so it starts off as a it, they call it a battle scroll, and it's this is this guy with he, these are his units, and this right. is what they've got. Um, and then as you get to the next engagement, they're like, okay, this engagement you get uses a new set of scrolls. It uses the battle scroll from the previous one plus. And the then new one. Plus the new one. Um, each named special character they gave, they all had something they could do. And so if they succeeded in doing something in the campaign, they would get bonuses. Hmm. So it's like you can get experience and, and get better. Right. Like your character can get better, but they have to fulfill certain criteria. So like the, the, the two generals who meet up in that first battle, like yeah. you know, if, if one of them can manage to take out the other one, they can get bonuses and stuff. And, I mean, they're in there for the next game because you're still playing the sure. things, but they get these different bonuses. So um, maybe 2014 will be the year of the Battle Scroll because it sounds like they're tra- introducing that into 
all these publications. And it's mostly it's like formations. It's these different groups of things. They're mm-hmm. calling them that. Um, I really think 2014 is going to be the year. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens if, if Ninth Edition comes out this summer, which mm-hmm. all indications was. I could wait till 2015. 2015. Sure. I totally no rush. Could. No rush. But... Um, it looks like it's going to be, they're really just pushing the campaigns and the narratives mm-hmm. and the idea of stringing them together and giving bonuses for stuff that happens, which I'm really excited about because that's what I've been working on in our campaign. And if they figure out a simple way to do it, then I can stop beating my head against <laughs> <Right>. the wall. <laughs> so looking forward to seeing what they come up with then. It should yeah, be I, I'm, very yeah, cool. I, I'm totally jazzed about it. So, And that's, that's the year. That's the year in a nutshell. Wow, what a year. There's no time to figure out how to beat this book before a new book comes out. Right. I mean, it's just it's you know, it's fast and furious, but it's it's good. It's you know, it's refreshing because it keeps the scene fresh and yeah. there's always new things to adjust to and I like that. I mean, if you count Demons as two books because it was one book for each system, mm-hmm. they had 10 books out by October. 5 Fantasy, 540K. Yeah. Jeez. It was yeah. 40K Fantasy, both 40K Fantasy, 40K, uh, and then they had nothing, but they had the one month with both, yeah. and then Fantasy, 40K, Fantasy. So, I mean, literally, it was just every other month, which, what do you think? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, the, I mean, I, I like it, you know, because there's always something in the rotation that's, that's, you know, if it's not pertinent to you, if you don't play 40K, then the next month... You know, it's something's going to change your gaming world, so to speak. And if you do play both, you know, yeah, they got to oh, have geez. mercy on your wallet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> geez, that's a lot of stuff. Well, it's weird because when I first came into this, it was the first two years I was playing, it was three or four books a year. You figure they came out with about a book a quarter. Mm, right. But if Lord of the Rings messed things up, fantasy might only get three books. Sure. And then, I mean, hell, we got eighth edition and we didn't get a book for nine months. Yeah. Uh, in fact, over over the course of about three years, there were two nine month periods in there with no books for for fantasy. So you got nothing, and then you got four, three or four, and then you got nothing, and you got another three or four. And they, um, they, they, they really peppered them in here at the end. Yeah, and this year it's been nuts. I mean, you you really can't. I mean, you want to if you talk about the meta, the the campaign or the tournament scene. That's one of the biggest complaints I've heard from the 40K podcasts, the, the, the tournament-centered mm-hmm. ones, is they haven't had a chance to figure out this, and now that's coming in, and they don't know what's good. And if, you, if, if you're one of those players, I think, I think if you're a player who's just going to take the flavor of the month, I'm taking the net list of the right. best army here, this schedule release screws Drive you. you crazy. <laughs> well, because, There's too many flavors of the month. Well, right, because you could grab Warriors in February and think Warriors is the best. But then, you know, Demons has got some pretty good stuff, and that's a month later. It's like people right. haven't even figured out how to deal with Warriors. Now they've got to war- deal with Warriors and Demons, new stuff. They don't know what they're doing. Sure, then two months later, the High Owls come out. Which I still think are a, a really good and strong yeah. book, you know? And so, I mean, it constantly everything's changing. I like that. Maybe it's, uh, it's healthy for the scene if you can't settle on what is the best because, boom, another one comes out. So you got to deal with that now. Or maybe you just have to kind of take what you like and and, <gasps> and, what? and well, what if what I like is just the one that's going to win every time? Okay. Well, you've got to keep up then. Yeah, you know, if you then, to do then that. I, yeah. Then I hope your wallet can keep right, up right. exactly because that's that's how it's going to work. But it's it's just exciting. It's I'm I, 
I can't say enough about how much I've enjoyed this year's releases. I've picked up a few of the 40K books just because they're cool. Right. Um, you know, all these fantasy books. I mean, hell, you look at this other stuff now. I mean, all these online things have come out now, too. I mean, we've, we're just slowly seeing them for fantasy. But for 40K, there's, I mean, there's a ton. I can go on my iPad right now. And it, hold on one second. Let me just... You can buy the Space Marines Codex. You can get the mini rulebook. Oh, the mini rulebook for Warhammer's coming out on the iPad oh, really? too. The interactive, huh. forty bucks. Okay. So it's the mini rulebook, but it's got all the touch interactive stuff. Right. But I mean, I'm holding off on it, and I'm only holding well, off on it because it's right around the corner. It, that's what I'm thinking. If it if it's that cool, but oh, here's uh, Warhammer Battles Vanguard Clash just came out December fourteenth. That's what I was talking about. That's the. Uh, that's only two bucks. That's why I'm definitely going to buy this one. When armies are on the march, it's common for a vanguard force to forge a few hours ahead of the main column. The vanguard is tasked with scouting out the swiftest march routes from the army, following in their wake, and screening their advance to ensure the way ahead is free from foes. Should they encounter a vanguard of an enemy host, a swift and brutal clash of blade will invariably follow as each side seeks to gain advantage in the larger battle to come. Warhammer Battles Vanguard Clash is a new scenario for Warhammer players and includes ways to link your battles, so winning the initial battle gains a slight advantage in the war- battles to follow. So almost sounds like your Vanguard comes out, and whoever wins that battle is going to be able to bring... A slight bonus on the ensuing game. Because they get to bring... They're the ones that live. They're going to bring news back to their army. Right. For two bucks, I may have to buy this. That sounds intriguing. Yeah. But then I'm looking at this. Okay. There's like about 150 different things you can digitally download nice for it's and over 150 from the uh from painting guides to just fluff on special characters or special units and most of it's 40k i mean primarily i'd say probably at least if you didn't count the painting guides you just kind of stuff that rules in it it's got to be at least 90 percent 40k but wow, just just influx of stuff that you can pick and choose to customize or supplement your game, supplement your game or your army. Your hobby. Sure, yeah. Uh, and stuff runs anywhere in there from two bucks to five or six bucks. You know, so I just it, the, the, that stuff wasn't there before. They weren't releasing all this stuff. I mean, they might have started doing some of it. Mm. Last year, they started doing it. I think you started seeing it more right after uh, sixth edition. Yeah, 40K it was a, it was was a recent uh, yeah embrace of this di- yeah, digital but media. Since last July, it started to trickle out, and now there's just so much of it coming out all the time. Uh, I just there's so much for us to get. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's that's a lot to take in. Yeah, a lot to experience, and uh, yeah, it's so much to the hobby that they're adding. It's just from hobby stuff, the the new paints. Yep. The, the new, new paints. the new technical paints. I don't know if you saw, but they also added. Um, they're selling paints that are in sets. So if you want to, if you're painting a Nurgle force, they have the Nurgle paint set, or right. they have the, the Warriors of Corn. They're paint clumping sets. the colors together now to yeah. make it easier for you. I mean, yeah. there's no discount, no deal if you buy it. Right. It's just convenience. It's just yeah. Hey, and buy. And and I, and I think that's once again catering to I think the newer player. Mm. Are you playing Nurgle? Here, these are the paints you need. Right. Here's the set. Take it, and you can find it for. Almost, if you go online and look for them uh, on the GW site, because I know they had them, every time a new army comes out, you'll see a list of color sure. stuff listed for them. Um, well, why shouldn't they? You know, they've got so many colors out now. Yeah, it's like, here, not? take this and Mark this it up and get started. Sure. 
Yeah, so, well, I think that's about it for what, what has come year. out this year. Um, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I just I can't. I, I was going through this list as I and I was sending it to you, going, "Damn, they put out a lot of stuff this year." Yeah, they did. You know, with all the stuff they've released in 2013, what could they possibly re- release in 2014? Well, they've Ninth got edition fantasy, uh, and they've got about. Four books listed for each race, and I think four is a good amount. I think a book every three months is, is a good amount. It's a good pace. It's a good pace. Um, but here, five fantasy books, five 40K books, two expansions, big expansions for, for fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, three for 40K, and just all that online stuff, and right. The Hobbit still coming out. It's just, you're, we're spoiled for choice. Yeah. I'm serious. If I had not implemented that one-month rule back in the beginning of the year, I'd have so much all more crap. Place. I'd be all over. And so it's the best rule I ever implemented because it really did make it's me. It is probably good for you. It's to control you know, what you're purchasing. My OCD and the completest in me, the yeah. one that wants to buy all the new shiny, right. I still pick up a new shiny every once in a while. I mean, I've picked up all these sure. monsters for Storm of Magic that no one will play with me, but it's like that's my, <laughs> my little side thing. I got some cool stuff, yeah. but... So that's it. 2013 in a nutshell. I am looking forward to 2014. As am I. So It's been a good year, and uh, yeah, looking forward to another one. All right. Well, why don't we do this? We'll take a break, and we'll come back with... Um, we're going to do top three, bottom three. Let's start with the bottom. Let's start with our constructive criticisms, not complaints. And what we didn't uh, think was the best stuff at GW, and then we'll take another break after that and come back with our top three. The stuff well, we did plan. Brian Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. We are back. Back to the show. And here we are. Yes, and as it gets closer and closer to Christmas, mm-hmm. we got to hurry up and finish the show before Santa gets here. Yeah, let's do so. So, <laughs> so uh, bottom three. Bottom three. The three things that we think GW could have worked a little bit more on, or whatever it was, our, yep. these, our little bits of constructive criticism. What's your number three, my friend? My number three would be, and so it's, it's GW, GW at large. Okay. Uh, are the Space Marine Centurions. Really? Yeah, they just... Uh, they were so far under the, my expectations in terms of... And I don't play 40K. <laughs> they're so far <laughs> under the expectations of what I thought they would be releasing. A Space Marine in a Space Marine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I'm okay with that concept because they had that other... I forget what it's called. It's like the... It looked 
the like marine the, driving this or wearing this powered armor where he's exposed, but it's he, it was much taller. It was like the thing from Aliens, except he's kind yeah, of right the in power front of loader. It. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. That one looked cool, right? Uh, this one just doesn't look like it could walk. We've talked about it before. I think we've bashed yeah. it before. So that'd be because it just sticks out as a, a huge sore thumb for me in terms of what that it's so far below their their typical level of quality. Okay, and I, you know, I, again, I don't play the game. It just from there afar, you, I, know, I, I see it. Hey, it's it's all it's all open. So so that's that's my. I, you know, I wish that and the rules may be amazing. I just think that potential is there for something that looks neater. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I initially was going with Hobbit franchise stuff just because I'm so sick of it at this point. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm like that's just an easy target. Um, my number three, I actually went with. Out of all the books that they put out this year, because they put out all these great books, I just say I, I was disappointed with Lizard Men. Yeah, you mentioned that. I was really looking forward to Lizard Men, and it just didn't seem to really spark any. <laughs> kind of with, uh, with all the fluff and you. all the stuff there, it just deserved more. I mean, I'm just not hearing. I mean, maybe it's just because in, in our little local scene, it's not. Hasn't really taken off. Taken off. I mean, Sally Joe's back in town. He's been playing it. He's been liking it. I'm not saying it sucks. I'm not saying it's a sucky army book. You know, well, you know, I don't know. I, I I've played him a couple times, and he, you know, he's he plays pretty tough lists. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of mileage out of the uh, the the, the cowboys, what they call them, the, right? The, the characters on you know running around in their um, their cold ones, right? They're pretty good and buffed with the right magic. They become pretty so tough. crappy core with really good characters to save them. It sounds like my army. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it is. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons I kind of like I said. I whenever I see whenever Joe would come over with his list, it was like I'd see all the nice Saurus and right. the Temple Guard. I'm like, that's that really excited. If that had been better, where I could take big blocks of just big lizard warriors, right. Right. I probably would have taking them over demons. I really was that close. Hmm. And uh, I was just... It, I, I just don't, I think that a lot of these other releases, there's always something that sort of ignites people, like, wow, this is sure. awesome. A, a unit or and a model or we something. We looked at that, and it's got some great models, but there was nothing in that book that just made me say, wow, these guys are... Whew. I didn't get starry-eyed over it. And I've gotten pretty starry-eyed over the, most of the books. Hell, I was even saying how The High Elf was one of the best releases mm-hmm. to come out. And and just the way Nothing it was written, the way it was put, and uh, I just I didn't have it for him. Yeah, I, and I know, hate to say it because I, you know, you want to like them. I, I could. They're kind of eh, for me. Yeah, it's they, a, they've always been kind of you know. I've been always neutral on them. I have been, but with the new book coming out, and with the possibility that it wouldn't just be a party slam, that there would be uh, with all the other books. I think how many different ways I could play my, my army. How many different ways you could play your army, and you look at that one, it's like. And I you're, granted you're it's limited. not my army, so I don't know. Sure. But it just seems like the consensus is you're you don't have it. Well that's the thing. We haven't seen much chatter about it in no. general. No. Let alone different types of non standard armies. And you know, yeah, the the bandwagon for that was a ama- that bandwagon was about a week long. Right. You know, whereas yeah. there's still people touting the Warriors of Chaos lists and things like sure. that. And still playing with them, finding out different things they can do. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, remember the first month with the with the warriors list? It was everybody taking lots of little groups of uh, mm-hmm. chosen, trying to bring up four demon princes on right. the board. 
So, yeah, that was my number three. So what would you get for your number two? My l- number two, uh, you know, this is kind of old hat again, is the, the lack of uh, FAQ updates. Aha. That really... Come on, it's been April. Was it our last one? Was it April? Yeah. I knew it was a while ago, so that... It's, wow. Uh, going on nine months. And with all the books that they've released in that span, you know, you would think that uh, they... they yeah, I mean, there's been three... They, they kind of need it. Yeah, there's been know? three army books since April. Yeah, so... It, yeah, it, there'll be the High Elves, Dark Elves, uh, Warriors. No, Warriors, I think they had it because that was February. Uh, Mark, did the Demons get part? The demons get their FAQ when they did the they FAQ in did. April? Yeah, they did. So, yeah, so then it's High Elves, Lizards, and Dark Elves, who, who all have questions they need answered. Most, the Dark Elves... Needed the most, right? With the cauldron and the murderous prowess question, right? Um, yeah, I just wish they would do it. And I know that's that's been a big contention over on Twitter the past week or two, or some of right. these. And I agree, as it's written, it says it should do this. It, I just, I have trouble believing that was the intention. Yeah, written as it's written, it's clear as day that it would apply to everything. Yeah, it, I'm not arguing the rule at all. Rules is written. It yes, it applies to absolutely everything. Right. But just the mentioning of a, of another rule that doesn't actually have anything to do with it. It's just sort of tying it in. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Um, but that's the same with, I mean, the, the the lizards need the predatory fighter question answered. They do. I still think that's going to go that, yeah, everybody with the... I think so. It's a special rule that trumps the BRB in that case. Right. But it, oh, but it doesn't specifically state that it trumps that rule. I'm like, I didn't think it specifically had to state that it right. trumped that rule, but that's just me. Of course, I didn't realize. Somebody said, so if you had a vampire in the second rank and he did a wound and had had red fury, would you give him an extra attack? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you can't. That's again... I'm like, I, I never... I. Yes, you only get one attack unless you got a special rule that, that says, "Hey, this is going to yeah. this this thing," and it's only if X happens, then you get right. Y. Then you get Y exactly. And if you don't, then don't you have to split? I mean, I just can't see the guys writing the book saying, "Here's a mechanic we're going to use." I know we fight in multiple ranks. Right. I'm going to give a bonus just to the front rank, so everybody has to roll them separately. Right. Who? Th- I mean, these yeah, are game I, designers. I don't see that either. Love or hate the way the rules come out, they're game designers. I would hope. That they wouldn't intend such a clunky mechanic. I mean, it just seems that just simple enough. Yes, over over the complex in that they situation. They bit. They bit. They smelled blood. They lost their minds. Wow! Look, they managed to just keep fighting. You know, it's not a big yeah, stretch make, to me. You know, if you're fighting in that second rank, I can see why you're limited to one attack because you can't move as much. Right. But if you if you stab someone and draw blood, like you say, your predatory instincts take over, and, and you could stab again. Right. I mean, so things, it makes sense to me. Things happen. So that's my number two. Okay. And yeah, there we are. FAQs. Arguing FAQs. Right. But, no, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that FAQs really need, I mean, you, how could you, you can't really disagree with that statement. They need more. Um, my two says crappy monsters. Crappy monsters? Yes. Explain. Mutilith Vortex Beast. Yeah. Slaughter Brute. Troglodon. Ankylosaur. Um, dragons. Um so many things in this in this list. Oh, I would take it, except it comes with a crap ward save and it's going to die quick. It, there's so many things that you don't see on the table. These really gorgeous, beautiful monsters that get these rules 
that make nobody want to take them. So the models sit on shelves. And exactly. Are not used? You have these gorgeous freaking models that nobody wants to play. I mean, even in even in friendly games, you don't see them that often. I mean, like I said, Grant tried that Trilodon for about four or five games. I, yeah. Screw it. I can't make it work. So, some of those monsters I would agree with. Some of them, I, I think, can be effective. Oh, sure. I mean, you could take two giants. Two giants. That does a lot, actually. It, it does, yeah. You know, but it's just that whole thing. And I know there's always the answer. Yeah, two cannons will kill anything. I got you. I get it. But... Dragons, it, I think, still have their own niche. Yeah, I think they're playable. I just, I would like to see those big things. I don't want them to be able to come on the board and just wreck everything. And I think that's what's going on. I right. really think that the rules designers are holding back because you don't necessarily want just a bunch of big monsters, right? And th- that are unstoppable. You know, just running through. I mean, it's that. It's that. Like even with. Uh, the warriors list now taking a couple of the big monsters and a couple of those uh those chariot the gorby sure. chariots it's it's no flags no big units just ride that stuff up and it's hard for people to stop it they can't be so powerful that if you take two or three of them because you can cuz that's the way the lists work that you're unstoppable so they make um i guess i i, I think they're underpowered cuz they're nervous about making them too good maybe i mean that's my guess yeah, because they're consistent. Are, are you talking from the in general, like uh, tournament play or casual play? I guess mostly tournament play, but even in casual play, I don't see them as much. Now you've been taking dragons and stuff like that to have fun because you're yeah. like me. You're like, oh, well, I think dragons. you know. Again, the dragons I think have a good, you know, role in the army. Oh, I, sure, they're not maybe the top choice, but I think they're certainly a, a viable choice. Yeah, I just uh, there seems to be so many. As I was looking back at this, there just seems to be a lot of stuff that you take the big. I mean, even the terror guys. Yeah, terror guys is great when you get that scream off until he's got that six up regen and no armor save, right. and then you hit him and you take one or two wounds off. And even if he's alive, he's not his 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 attack is suddenly compromised. W- would you consider the two the two terror guys' army like a hard as nails like competitive choice? Me personally, yeah. I, I wouldn't. But that's because I'm not that good with them. I know other people who think that they're really that that. That's a hard as nails choice. I don't know if it goes to hard as nails. I'm, I don't. Like I said, I'm the only one of. Well, Alex plays, but he doesn't play two terror guys either. No, I, he doesn't. When I go to tournaments, I see two terror guys, yeah. and those guys seem to be ripping stuff up. So they must know how to do it better than I do. Maybe. Maybe it's also luck of you know, you know matchups and the draw. But it's just any of the really big things, you know, the Coven Throne, the 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 different big shrines. Sure. You know, the Mortis Engine. It's like they got all these really cool things, and it's just, wow, it looks great. It's a great centerpiece. I really love it. And then, no, you never see it. I, I would argue that for every um, bust monster or centerpiece or whatever, there is one that's really good. Of the big, the monsters? Monsters and or uh, special units. Like, you know, like the uh, Mutalith Vortex Beast is a bust for you. Well, the Phoenix is, is a winner. You know, the, the Kadai is... Kadai is kind of a, an exception in that it's Forge World, but that's that's also a pretty effective monster. All right, this is going to be a show topic. <laughs> I'm going to get a list of monsters. Monsters versus monsters. Okay. Busts or balls? <laughs> there you is go. it a baller or is it a bust? <laughs> So we're gonna have to look through that to see if, because I, I could be completely wrong. It's just as I was going through this, looking back at the models that came out, I was looking at all the cool models that don't hit the table, 
And if you take the Kadai course sort of out of it, just because you don't, the, the there is no bottle are, yet, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The Phoenix is great, but you know, but you don't see orcs on wyverns anymore. You don't see. You don't see many giants on the table anymore. Right. And, I mean, part of it is the way the game plays with all the supporting attacks and all the ranks and the steadfast. You can't jump in there, chop up the front rank anymore, and scare the crap out of them and win the battle. And It depends on what you're asking that monster to do. Like like Stegodons are back into the fray. Yeah. So that's that's a, a, a winner there. Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't any. I mean, yeah, the Manticore... You know, like some of the chaos stuff is still pretty good, right? But there's just there's just seems it seems. I, I just think that if if we were to classify it and, and, and grade it, which I I, I think we're going to do, <laughs> I think it would be uh, well, a, like, a bell curve. Yeah, I It'd hope be to pretty be pretty even wrong. distribution. You think so? I, I think so. So you talk about like the the war shrine or these other things that are of a weakness. Sure, you have those, but then you have the cauldron of blood. That's true. You know, so that kind of brings it back a little bit. So. I, well, That's I guess just we'll my stick with feeling. monsters. I'm just going to go through and run up the list. I'm going to go look up the monsters and see what kind of where where we uh, how how it falls. It's and it, maybe like I said, maybe I'm just wrong. It just I you know there's so many cool monsters out there that we just don't see people playing with because the regular stuff just does a lot better. You know, you, right. you can rely on it more. Um, even with me, with my Vargolf is a monster. I have a little trouble with that at times. Um, we, well, we should do that. We should grade it. Uh, you know, I've used the Arachnorak a couple times, and I've I liked it. Yeah, it's a lot of wounds, and you know, it functions like a medium cav type unit. Can move pretty fairly quickly. It's got a lot of pretty good attacks. You can't ask it to do too much, but I think in the right matchup, it's pretty good. Oh, so I could be wrong, but as I was writing these up, it just that's what kind of came to mind for me. Well, we should talk about that in yeah, future that, episodes. That'll be a cool one. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Excellent. We're going to get some comments on the thread. White Tech, you don't know what you're talking about. My, this monster. I'm, everyone's going to tell me which mo- their, their monster that's good. Sure. So that's cool. Hey, maybe I was dead wrong. You know, the Tomb Kings, those big shrine, those big walk and swing things, maybe they're awesome. Maybe they're great. Maybe they are. Those are pretty good. I they think are pretty tough. tough. I remember I had trouble killing Conesies. You brought three of them at me. I was like, yeah. God bless yeah. America. Tough seven, I think, with a pretty decent armor set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so what's your number one? My number one, and maybe this speaks to Games Workshop's business plan in general. Okay. I, I don't really know what their business plan is, but the fact that they're closing the Chicago Battle Bunker to me is a huge loss because you know I, I have had gone there ever since I started playing this game back in 2002, made tons of friends there. I had a lot of good memories there. I only make it out there maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, but it's such a central hub of the community, right? And to be able to go there and immerse yourself in the world of GW, to play this game, and to meet new people, until just to lose that is just oh, it's hard. So, is it closing going to be gone, or are they just going to keep it as a tiny store? They're going to close the actual physical location, and they're going to be opening one of the smaller shops. I think it's like a two table type shop. Okay, somewhere at the, down the street. Ugh. Yeah. So that that is. Ugh, such a loss. I, I just wish. I'm sure financially they ha- they're fo- kind of forced to make that decision, but it just seems like they never met the full potential of what a place like that could and should have been. Yeah, it's. I I don't I don't know what to say about that. I mean, 
the thing is, you know, we we go there when we have tournaments. Like you say, I go there once or twice a year. I'm certain there's people who are local who go there more often, right? But you got to pay more rent. You got to keep all those tables open. I'm guessing that during the week when they're open, though, they're not filling those tables. Probably not. You know, it's busy on the weekends if they've got something booked or scheduled. Otherwise, it's you know, you know, they're paying overhead to keep a bunch of. The thing is, in the UK, I would imagine the shops there are pretty big, and the. Over there, GW seems to be doing pretty well. I, I wonder yeah. what the difference is that they're able to maintain shops like that, but here in the U.S. they're not. Maybe there's a lot more of uh, the mom-and-pop places around here. Well, that's the other argument, though. When they opened the bunker, that closed a lot of the local mom-and-pop shops because everyone went to the bunker. Oh, that's the true. The place that I learned to play Warhammer, Crooked Hat Games in Schaumburg, they closed once the bunker opened. Now that the now that everyone has gone to the bunker, they're gonna and all the other shops have closed. They're gonna close the bunker, and now there's nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah that's, yeah, that's upsetting, and I don't I don't really know why they're doing it. Again, it's you know I'm sure it's it's a fiscal decision. It's just it's just too bad. I just wish they found some way to keep the bunker open. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I don't get it with a lot of the stores now anyway because it's like, I don't know. It, they're just it's it's such a niche product and you don't need that much space for your product out there because they don't even carry everything in the store anymore right. yeah and it seems like well, we're not open for a lot of gaming we're not right. open for a lot it's like well then why do you why are you there exactly right, right. I mean you could sell your product in the local game stores just like everybody else right the only benefit I see of having your own store is that you get full price on the markups. You're not selling it at wholesale to a, another distributor. Right. You're getting every bit of the profit, but you got to pay all this overhead for the damn store. Sure. So right. Yeah, exactly. How much are you actually making extra? I don't. I don't. I don't quite get it. You know. Right. So yeah. Again, I don't want to make it about their business practices because I love the product. So I'll buy into the business. However, it's just a shame that. And again, I want to support the business. It's just I. I hate to see a flagship hub, you know, go away. It's just. It's too bad. Okay. Uh, my number one was FAQs. Fancy that. That was my number one mm. because you know what? I'm tired of the. I'm tired of just all the debate that goes on. Right. You know, and I'm not. You know, it's not so much that I don't want a good spirit of debate. I like a good spirit. I used to teach debate. Sure. I like a good spirit of debate. But our arguments at this point are going around in circles, mm. and our arguments are absolutely pointless because eventually, if it gets an FAQ, what we're saying it, now, it, yeah, it renders yeah. it all moot. Exactly. I mean, it was it's, it's like the crumble thing. How long did we talk about the crumble? Oh and gosh, we figured right. it out. I was right, and then like right. a month later, they're like, "Ah, screw we it." They just flipped it anyway. Just sons up. <laughs> well, as long as Bumpuses. they release something official, I would like to see a quarterly FAQ. I would like to see them every th- a quarterly or or six months, even? three to four months. I think six, at the rate they're putting out books, I think six months is too long. Uh, well, really, what they should do is every time a new book is released, give it a, a you know a month or two, a new wave of FAQs. Yeah, you know, for that I mean, for that new book certainly, and then tidy up any loose ends. I mean, I realize they got a lot of guys working on getting out this new product because as they've ramped up their production schedule, maybe they had to pull the guys from the FAQ section. Over to work on this, maybe. But I'd like to see every three to four months. Just update. You got some new books. Update. Go 
visit some of the old stuff because there are right. still people who still have questions about you know other things in the books. You yeah, know, it's odd with their FAQs though. Those is sometimes they'll release a wave of FAQs and they'll FAQ something that was not even an issue before. Sometimes well, they'll do that. Well, I mean, apparently it was. If someone's if someone's asking the question, it's an issue for someone somewhere. Maybe, but it seems like they'll they'll open that door and leave another important question unanswered. You well, know what I mean? I, I think that depends on, on, on your scene. I mean, where we are, we're looking at going, well, why would you answer this? I want to know this. Some people are like, well, why would you even need to know this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, some yeah, people I would suppose. argue that the... Some people would argue that the cauldron doesn't need an FAQ because the rules, as written, are very clear. That's, that's you see some of that on Twitter. You know, hey, it's obvious that the cauldron works this way. No, yes, it's not. It's, it's so it, obvious that it works the other way. Well, it's it's. I think it, it is obvious the cauldron works that way. It says that's exactly how it works. We're all looking at it, going, really? That's what you intended? Because that doesn't. That that's the thing, though. I I saw someone tweet someone from the UK say, "Oh, it's so obvious that it only applies to close combat." It it reads clearly that way. Ugh, well, yeah, and the fact that we're having this discussion means it obviously isn't right. Clear, not if you clear. Can, yeah. So, so, what are you going to do though? No. So those are the things we'd like to see improve. We had, we, we had a matchup on one of them. We did. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's take a break. Come back and talk about the three things we absolutely love this year from GW. That sounds like a plan. Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. So we're back. Yes, we are. We are back. Back to be back. Wrapping up 2013 with a tidy little bow. Oh, yes. All right. Let's talk top three. Top three. So, Mr. Yu, what was your third best? Third best, and I haven't played it yet, but the Triumph and Treachery book. You're that excited about it? I love, love, love the idea of it. Uh, Because there's always that, you know, the odd man out. We've had it right. happen to us. Someone just ends up sitting or, or, or hobbying or whatever, which is fine. Right. But if you can have an all-inclusive game yeah. where there's it's chaos and backstabbing and, yeah, I, I love the idea of it. Because it's going to be a fun game and it doesn't matter who wins. That's we're getting together to have a good time. Yeah. I really think that's what it, it seems it to be. It boils down to that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it opens the door for all these other combinations. Like, I mean, I have so many 
nice combination, different combinations that I would never feel that I cannot wait to unleash on you guys <laughs> in a Triumph <laughs> Treachery arena. Sounds cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. So um, you got Triumph and Treachery. Yeah. Um, I gave number three to the Demon's Army book. Hmm. Um, I think it took an army that, you know, was in seventh ed, obviously, just this this killer army book. Um, took a book that a lot of people really, you know, that that, that army that a lot of people liked. That was a good right. tournament winning right, list, yeah. army. And they just turned it on its head. Totally. They turned it on its head. They made tons of cool, viable options. You can run any sort of list. They tried to make it more fluffy. They threw in all sorts. The stuff we talked about earlier, just threw mm-hmm. in all sorts of random. I just love the random. And now it's with a really cool... Just it's, I, I seem to I, I seem to gravitate towards unbalanced armies. They either don't have a magic phase or a shooting phase. No or psychology. Something. No psychology. Exactly. Um, I'm never going to just play a normal straight up game where I have to where I have to do every part of the game. Well, I think when your when your dwarves come out, they don't have a magic phase. Yeah, that's true. But they do have psychology. At least. They do have psychology. At least. <laughs> I might actually have to ru- break and run. Uh, well, they might have a magic phase. Who knows? Who knows how they're going to run it? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess you're right about that. But I just dwarves or uh, demons, huh? I just I, I looked at all the stuff that I was looking at. And there was some, you know, it's hard to pick one really cool model. It's hard to pick one really great thing. Um, but uh, I just looked at. It and I said, you know, of all this stuff, the I mean, and, and it's really weird because I actually said I thought that the high elf book. It was probably the best book that had come out in a while. That was after the Demon book. Mm-hmm. I didn't really look that hard at the Demon book. And then when I was going through and clearing out stuff and saying, should I keep this or get rid of it? Right. Flipping through, I'm like, I really, I really like this. And playing a, a couple games against it at bits where, you know, I mean, even. Oh, talk about pendulum swings. <laughs> you live in and dine by that chart. And- oh, yeah. I mean, there's just, it's, oh, I can't, I can't speak enough about how much I enjoy just in theory that. Listen, eventually, I I actually am worried that once I start playing it, I'm not going to want to play anything else because it's just... That's not a bad problem to have. I it, mean, if you like the army that much, that's a good thing. Yeah. Which is weird. It's just, I'm I'm normally not... I'm demons are not... I mean, I, I like to play... That hasn't been your thing. Yeah. Wait, well, wait. I mean, you know, it's I like the... Dwar- I like the good guys yeah. for yeah. the most part. Vampires are sort of neutral. They can't help what they want to eat. Demons things. could arguably... I don't want to say that you could frame them as good, but... They're, through the through the cha- nature of chaos, they're they're they are what they are. The end result of what they do could be good, I guess. So I don't know. I just know uh, that I've got. There's lots of opportunities for painting yeah. and convert. I just I'm so excited about what could be and uh, this. It's like it's 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 my future future project. But right. I just keep eyeballing. Think, what can I do? What can I do? So nice. very excited. So that was my number three. What's your number two? My number two is the release of the technical paints. Really? Yes. To me, this is GW at its best. Okay. Because uh, you know the, the the technical paints are what five different paints. No six. Six. Uh, there's there's the blood. There's the the oxide that kind of uh, mimics corrosion. Rust. Oh, you actually have them. I have all but one of them. I got the the earth that cracks. Right, the cr- cracked effect. I got the 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 blue oxide, the oxidizing right. for the the bronze patina. Yep. I got the rust. Oh, I got all six of them. 
Yeah, I got the rust, uh, the blood, and the Nurgle's rot. Nurgle's rot, yeah. So if you look on GW's website, each of these uh, different paints has a video that goes along with it where they actually have a guy doing a demo for how to properly use these these paints effectively. And then it summarizes with, you know, best practices to get the most out of those paints. Right. And again, I think this is GW at its finest because it's giving you this great product which yields just amazing results Uh so easily, and it teaches you how to do so. And really, the price for them is, I found, pretty good Yeah, for what they are. I'm not complaining at all. In fact, in the White Dwarf, they showed you how to use the blood for streaks, splatters, and, and... So, like, on the club, so if you hit something and it just that crushes the skull in, like this is how it's going to yeah, look. Yeah. Um, but if it's splattered against your body, you know, you hit it with a sword and cut a jugular vein and it's sprayed everywhere. There's some CSI spray. kind of forensics yeah. uh, being got, applied there. Yeah, how it streaks back on the on the yeah. blades. It's just like, oh, this is really great. Um, they showed how they use the, Nur- the Nurgle's rot stuff is really thin, too. It's not like a... But it's very glossy. Right? Yeah, and you see how it goes in to yeah, sort of add p- that... But it pools in the recesses. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, I really like that. The one, the one I think that is, is the weakest is the uh, Agrelin Earth, the one where it's the cracked ground. I don't see myself using that one a lot, but for the new hobbyist or someone who's not very much into the painting necessarily... I think it's a great. But if you're doing supplement. someone that's got a desert theme or some sort of that, I mean, that's just so easy. Yeah, and the, the, the getting the cracks in it does look sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I say is the the blue patina. I don't do a lot of bronze stuff, so right. getting that bit of that blue, but, but that's such a great effect, though. Right, it looks so sharp. When you look, I mean, almost there's the corrosion, mm-hmm. there's the light rust, there's that. So I think what three, yeah, three of the of the six paints mm-hmm. are all for rust and corrosion, right. which. Took me forever to get my technique yeah, I was, down. I was and thinking now of you when I read the video. Like, yeah. oh, you sons of guns. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have done this earlier. But again, they make it so easy. They make yeah. the hobby so accessible to the average the average Joe or the new Joe, Yeah, yeah for lack of a better term. So I, again, I think that's GW at its best. They, make, they offer a great hobby solution. They make it accessible, and they make it not too unaffordable. So that's my number two. All right. Um, mine is all the models. <laughs> okay. Even the crappy ones. Even the ones you don't like. You know, if you don't like the the war shrine because it, you know, you don't like the look. Um, God, they're putting out some high quality stuff though. The detail, the the the, the ease of putting them together, mm-hmm. uh, the dynamic poses, the mold lines being hidden okay. in places so you don't have to scrape them as much. Uh, they're just they they put they've raised the bar on plastic models as this year especially I think. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, which is your one single favorite model from 2013? Who you know what I don't know. Like, I, I, or or in general out of their whole range. Um, I whew, out of their whole range. I mean, I think a lot of their. Uh, so a lot of their monsters are cool. Um, some of the cool, some of the new 40k stuff. The new, especially with the new plastics, like that 40k, the Dark uh, Vengeance set mm-hmm. with the Chaos Space Marines and the Dark Angels. Just the details there are amazing. I don't right. know about us one favorite. Honestly, I think just off the top of my head, trying to think of the stuff that come out this year, trying to keep it to this year. I might go with the Slaughter Brute. 
Really? As your all-time favorite? Not my all-time favorite model ever. Of the current range. But of the ones that came out this year. Yeah. Of the stuff that they just put out this year, if we're talking about this year, um, I just love how it looks. It might not be the best model on the board, but just the the sigils cut into it, the swords knocked into right. it, the big open mouth, the big Russian yeah, yeah, monster. Yeah, so aggressive looking and yeah, all armored. It's, it's just so it cool looking. It's a great model. It really is. And but, but you get to classify the entire range as your number two, so you're kind of... Well, I'm just... The the just the overall quality of the models the like I said the ease with which they go together, um, the the way that they hid they've hidden the mold lines. I mean you're no longer. Uh, I mean I love my mantic ghouls, but I and zombies, but they're bald, and I had to scrape a mold line that ran from the left side of their neck to the right oh. side of the neck, right over the ear, yeah. right over the center of the head, and then I started to paint, and I realized I missed uh, one. And so there I am scraping and then just Ugh. kind of dabbing back on primer sure. onto his head. Um, I don't think anybody makes models like GW does right now. Um, there's some specialty places. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mears Miniatures has some amazing models, but they've got a smaller, more specialty type range. Making a range the size of Games Workshop's range and hitting it out of the park just about every release they've done this right. year. The, that blows me away. I mean, even the models that you look at, i got to be honest with you, if I had to pick a least favorite this year, I'm, I actually would be hard-pressed because I just kind of really liked most everything. Um, and I would have to pick, and not for the normal reasons, the, the that Hydra-Charybdis combo. As your least favorite. And the only reason oh. I don't like it, and, I'll say, and this is where I have to nitpick, oh. is... I hate that damn thing in the middle of their chest. That little claw thing. The claws coming out, or else the the sucker thing. Because that's so it's like an afterthought. I think. Well, here's what it is: the body's too similar. We got to change it. Well, this guy's right. got claws, and this guy's got suckers. So I'll have him coming out of the center of his chest. What? 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 Maybe it's a chaos mutation. No, Who knows? I no, don't know. It's dumb. It's just dumb, and it, that's that one part. I don't mind the Hydra heads. Now that I've seen one painted where they didn't paint those, I mean, those scales were really poorly placed. They look right, like teeth. Right. But that's, that's like the Maybe that's worst. something that you don't have to put on. Uh, I would hope so. I would think you, you got to keep that. Th- every picture, it's on there, uh, you know. Right. But um, they just keep going from strength to strength with these models. The, I, I the, agree. They are the, the industry leader in terms of. The models that they create, and I think Real this year, in, this year in particular, you look at the releases they came out with last year, and there were some clunkers in them, um, and some things people liked, and some things people didn't. I mean, even last year, the VC book came out, and they didn't redo them damn zombies, and you're like, "Oh, there's a missed, there's a missed opportunity." Missed opportunity, right? You know, um, a few things they came out with, and you know, people look at this, that, or the other, and say, "I really like this," or "This I don't like as much." Right. But I'm not looking at anything and saying. That's a crummy model. It looks stupid. I mean, and, and even if it does look stupid, you know, like I said, I keep going back to the War Shrine because mm-hmm. that's the one that I remember people looking at going, what the crap? Mm-hmm. Um, even if you think it's a stupid-looking model, technically, you know, skill-wise, ease of putting stuff together, how well things work, damn, these are good models. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good stuff. As I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't just pick any one thing. Fair enough. That's, so that's. I just. I said. Wow. The fact that I couldn't pick one thing, meant something. That's how right. I kind of saw it. So. Okay. Fair enough. What's your biggest, number one happiest thing about GW? 
uh, for 2013. It would have to be just the army book releases in general. So you just so like you choosing models. I went with uh, books for my number one. The the speed with which they released those was great. True. They brought a lot of the books back more or less in line with each other. So the power levels are not as uh, extreme in terms of weak versus overpowered. Right. They're much more kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, they've brought special characters way back down to earth. Yeah. So that they're usable. Some maybe less so, but none that are way over the top broken. Yeah. Air to the side of caution. They could be good or crummy, but they're not. They, yeah, they're they're not going the other direction right, where they're right. too good. Where they're dominating the game. Yeah. Uh, the books are heading towards, you know, they have this pattern where it's more about unit synergy and, and things holistically, how they work together. Mm-hmm. Less about, you know, the one broken combo for the most part. Mm-hmm. Less about those single broken combos. And it's making for a very healthy gaming scene, whether it's tournament or, or casual. Yeah. I mean, you just look at all the podcasts that, that are talking about the game all the different uh, GTs that are going on. And I, it's the most fun and you know and, and balanced that the game has been in the 11 years that I've been playing it. Cool. It, it's it, and I've said it before. It's I think right now is it's a golden age of Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree. If you're going to go yeah with with it like that, yeah, all the books are are really yeah. So they did a good job. It was a great year in terms of book reviews, uh, book releases, and it was fun to do the reviews. Sure. So I'm looking forward to what they come up with uh, and how it changes the game next year. I have some prep- trepidation about Ninth Edition because I feel like it's so good right now that you know if it's not broken, why fix it? <laughs> yeah. You know, but who knows? Maybe they will come up with something that's that's even better. That's my hope. Well, yeah, let's hope so. So uh, I guess I'm down to my my number one here. Whoops. Yep. Dropping stuff all over the place. Yeah, be on the edge of my seat. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, my number one is narrative gaming supplements. Hmm. This year they've put out a bunch. You've got yeah. Triumph and Treachery. You got Sigmar's Blood. Um, you had the Blood in the Badlands before that. Right. Um, you're getting these, you know, battle formations. You're getting all this stuff geared up towards. Uh, the Civil War stuff they started doing. I think it was at the very beginning. Of, it was that, wasn't that the beginning of this year? They came out in the White Dwarf? No, because that this year, that was last year. That was last year as well, because I still have that on the okay. paper magazines. And I've been, I've been officially, as of January 4th, been getting White Dwarf subscription for a year. For a full digitally. year. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but they just, they're constantly pushing these scenarios and ways to have fun and other ways to play Warhammer other than just I line up, you line up, and we punch each other in right. the face. And if you t- if you look at it f- without the f- – not through the lens of a tournament player, it's great. Yeah. The tournament play, I think, clouds everything, right? Because <laughs> okay. it, it opens up all these questions and, you know, what, what's legal and what's not. Is it fair? Is it balanced? But if you look at it just from a fun perspective, right? it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, some of the most fun games we had was that uh, mini campaign we ran. Yep. And none of those, I mean, came out really balanced. I mean, you were right. playing all sorts of weird scenarios. It's like, right. well, let's just try it. Let's, let's just try it and see. Yeah, because you get these fun mm-hmm. games. You get these good stories out of them. They really do. They make a fun. Mm-hmm. When you get to that end of that, it's like, wow, that was a fun game. And we really did. It did forge a narrative. It, there was a story that, that happened in that. It, it did, yeah. And that's the kind of gaming I like to do. And it's, it's, 
I mean, they just keep giving me more stuff, more ammunition, more fuel and things to work with where it's like, hey, let's get together and, and play and try this and try that. Yeah, the, the, the mini campaign that we did, uh, that was a lot, uh, tons of fun. Sure. That, that crazy one where I had just the heroes surrounded by all your yeah. <laughs> your hordes. I mean, the, the build that I took wasn't that effective against you, but it was yeah, that, something Yeah, different. that didn't quite work. But yeah, it was a chance to do it. Or even the one before it where you had, I mean, dude, I won because you're, you're I think I won a couple of the games against your orcs because of anim, animosity, failed yeah, animosity yeah, checks yeah. At, the, at the crucial, like, fifth turn. At the very wrong time in the game. Yeah. But it, it, it made for that story because it was, like, already this little thing going on and animosity could pop up any time in any right. game but the, the very defining factor of my army is what defeated me in the end yeah how's that for poetic justice <laughs> <laughs> but so i think that it's just like i said the the way that we can now pretty much just there's all sorts of you can make it into a bigger game you can string right. along games you can play campaigns they're 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 pumping up with ideas for experience. Um, the regiments of renown talk about it. I mean, that you know they've got people playing that now. Little tournaments where you only get a hundred points worth of guys. I, I like that idea. We should definitely do that too. We're definitely going to have to that try that. To I've got the rules. I got the PDF upstairs, and I think Cranky might have sent me. They got a new uh, revised uh, PDF with some different sort of rules. I saw his tweet on that. Yeah, but. Um, Hey, Cranky, if you got that, send it to me again, because I don't know where to look for it even. Um, but, I mean, there's there's so many different ways to play now. Mm. There's so many. It's like it, for, it caters to every style. It does. They, they cater to every style except the tournament player, because they're just like, that's not what we're interested in. But at least they're honest about it. Like, listen, that's not. Well, it's interesting, though. I, I hope they realize, you know, what they have here, because, sure, they might not cater to the tournament scene, but the tournament scene is kind of taking over and, creating GTs to fit different preferences of play. Right. So if they realize that that, the popularity of that, I hope they at least see that. Yeah, they've got to. They can't be completely blind to what's going on. I mean, you, you, they they can ignore it. Right. But at least I think they they at least they can they see it. <laughs> they can be like, "Ah, nah." I, I would hope so with all the podcasts and everything going on. Right. Yeah. But so that's that's uh, that's R three and R three did not match on the tops. We we did some agreement yeah. on the bottom, right? Which is you know maybe that's because there are there's not as many things. I kind of had trouble picking three things that really disappointed me this year. You, you know? know, I did too actually. Uh, I've been so happy with what's been coming out and how balanced it is that I mean I had to kind of think. That's why I came with the monsters thing was because I kept thinking back on us looking through all the stuff that came out and said the only thing I don't see on the table that much are these are monsters. Yeah, except for the Warriors of Chaos book. You just don't see it that much. And there's some cool stuff out there. Right. So, but yeah, the FAQs pissed me off. Yeah, Yeah, I think that we can definitely agree on. All right, you know what? Let's take a break, come back, and wrap up the show. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut 
design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got battle foam cut designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at battlefoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. We're back. Hey, hey. Well, the, been a good year. the eggnog's been drunk. <laughs> the presents have been opened. The presents have been opened. Next year, I want to do that. I want to have the... Christopher and I did it. I think it was first or second year we were doing this, where we did... Um, the What gifts would you give to the different oh, Warhammer yeah, races? Yeah. And we didn't do one last year, uh-huh. and we didn't do it this year, so... It, I think next year with all we've got like ten new army books. We might even have a new edition of the game. So right. we've got enough distance now where we can actually go back in and that'd be fun to do and say, you know, what do these guys need as a tweak? What, what, you know, if you could give yeah. them a bonus, what would you give them? Whether that's a magic item or a unit type, or and something. if you think they're too powerful, you can always give them coal. We gave oh. out, we, we gave out coal to a few of them when we did wow. it. Said, oh, these guys are good. They, you know, do you need to lose? How, how would you thing. phrase that? I won't give this army coal if they take away X. Well, no, it's just this is that it is the coal. Is that I okay. just took. Wait, I remember what was it for? Um, for Skaven, what's that stupid thing that you just teleport yourself there and throw it down the line and blow oh, everything? Oh, the Doom up? Rocket. Yeah, yeah, I just I took the Doom Rocket away from them. Ah, I said they've got so many cool toys. Do they need that extra one? That one and that one is just that's the one that always ticks me off when we play. So it just always seems I pop yeah, up. Pretty rough. You're just buying a 15 point guy as a delivery system for this one thing, right, that and he's in e- devastate you. And it's in every list, you know. And I'm like sitting there going, "Okay, no, I don't like one right. pluses, and this one is just so annoying when you have so many other cool things." Sure, that's the type of thing we did. Gotcha. Oh well, yeah, it'd be so, fun to do. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. So, um, but we do have a couple of things um, before we do wrap up. We have, in fact, one big thing. Um, we've gotten we got a lot of responses for the um, contest. Yeah, so the the contest was to give feedback on how we should do army book reviews going forward. Yes, and we got a lot of great feedback. So we got we'll, a lot we, of great feedback. We got to process that, but and a lot of it's similar to our own stuff. A few good side ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, some stuff we probably would implement because we were already thinking it. Some stuff might be a little harder. Yeah, or some th- some people wanted it just to keep it as is. Yeah, some people want to keep it as is. I think. Especially with the release schedule, we're probably going to try to do a longer one-shot, go back to the longer one-shot book reviews, but obviously not have it be six or seven hours, just right. but still be longer than normal because there's a lot to cover. Sure. The way we talk about fluff, you know. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the reaction to the fluff is good. Maybe not go to into so much detail. Although I know you no, like think, to. I, well, I think everybody said, at least as the fluff, they said stay with it. Right. Do more right, right, if you right. want. But, well, yeah. it's the unit analysis. Yeah, and we probably don't need to go that far. In every Everybody else does it. We can. I, I think we take a holistic approach in terms of how the army works. Yeah. To, you know, general builds. And, and like I said, we've gotten a lot of cool ideas. I've been actually yeah. jotting them down trying to figure out how we could work some of this stuff into it. So, But we got all of them, and Chris, you and I uh, determined the... You know, from all the entries, the random mm-hmm. 
total. We did a random uh, number generation. And on our forums, Mr. Thoth or Toth or however you from Mr. Toth. Toth. T H O T H. Um, yeah, and you can. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. You won a copy of Dreadball. Nice. Nice, yeah. It's I mean it's a full on basic starter set, you know, which is a nice kit, courtesy of our sponsor, Mantic Games. Hey. So, um, Merry Christmas, Mister Toth, Toth, Tote. Enjoy. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, DM me. You're on the forums, obviously. Mm-hmm. So just uh, send me a private message with your uh, name and address, and we will get that sent out to you. Right away, so Excellent. congratulations! Um, we will be doing some more contests coming up. I think pretty soon we've got some other stuff I want to give away. Right. Um, so we'll be we're doing just giving stuff year. away. Yeah, we got stuff. We got sponsors. Got to give away yep. stuff. Yep. Um, and everybody, thank you, thank you so much for listening this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a good year. Before we sign off, there is one thing that I need to give to you, David. What? It is a holiday. What's this? Just a little uh, Christmas present from me to you. Oh, I thought we weren't doing Christmas presents. I, this I don't year. know. Did we talk about that? I, just... I guess we did. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much Wait, for our readers. If you could describe. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got a, I've got a <laughs> gift certificate to Unique Gifts and Games, and you know I will Yay, use this. There you go. I, will be using I know this you will. In less than 48 hours, this will oh, be really? gone. Oh, really? Yes. Very good. I told you I ordered that stuff from GW. It's showing up on Friday. There you so go. So I'm, that's I'm it's gonna... well timed. Yes, there'll be some demonettes in my As future. As long as you don't buy any dwarves with it. <laughs> stipulations. I see. I see. Oh my goodness! Thank you so. Much. Now I feel stupid. Here we are on the show. Oh, and I didn't. I, I didn't even think about it. We should have done a gift exchange. Don't even worry about it. Podcasting is is. Oh, is the gift. Gift. It's your gift. It is gift. The gift. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Pull on this. It plays jingle bells. All right. <laughs> Keep it clean. Family all right. show. All right. All right. Um. Folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in 2014. Um, iTunes reviews, we love them. We, we read them, and we haven't been getting that many lately. We would love to get some more. I don't really care if it pushes it up in rankings or not. On it's the just, page. Uh, it's, I don't it's believe good it to read. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just it's it's fans the ego when people take right, the time yeah, out yeah, to yeah, comment exactly. on your show. Um, we still have the voicemail. Uh, you can still buy a hoodie. It's getting cold outside. And if you're from China, please do resend that voicemail. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Person from China, call us back. So, all right, that's it. Happy New Year. Um, and we will see you next month with um, some Garage 102 and yep. uh, maybe another live game. That sounds like a plan, partner. All right, take it easy, right. partner. Yep. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at Garage Hammer, and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.
That's our show for tonight. I want to thank all my wonderful guests for dropping by. And I especially want to thank you, Frank. Don't mention it, Marvin. And I also want to thank all you out there for watching. Please remember the moral of tonight's show. Put your troubles away till tomorrow. If you're lucky, someone will break into your house tonight and steal them.